Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra, and today I will be chatting with James Lonergan about his new band ahead of their first gig, which will be taking place in Chennai on May 7th. At the time of recording, James had not yet named the band, but I can reveal their name as Mimic, and they just finished recording their debut album, which we'll be talking about in length, as well as many other topics, many of them somehow revolving around Metallica and black metal, but don't know how that happened. Anyway, I normally aim for these episodes to be about 30 to 40 minutes long and it went for over two hours and I literally couldn't stop talking to him. I could have chatted to him all day. I really had a blast making it and I hope he's enjoyed the episode. Here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. Welcome to another episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra, and today we have James with us. James Lonergan, how are you doing, man? I'm, I'm really good. Thank I'm you so really much good. for coming over. Very welcome. Um, I hope the cycle wasn't too bad. It was dreadful, <laughs> just for everyone who, who wants to know. As, it, as I said, when you were coming over already, I was just like, he's going to fucking regret picking the cycling the whole way over. Yeah, um, I, I cycled up a mountain and then all the way back down. <laughs> and the thing is, I didn't even need to cycle all the way back down and I went past where I needed to go. Mm-hmm. It is a tricky road to get around when you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm just, I'm trying to think like, I think the first time we met was when I was over at your house. And I remember instinctively you having, we went to, I think it was like Chancer or By Curious or something. It was a gig. Met you at a gig with Zach. Went back to yours. And then I had just got into Depeche Mode, so I kept talking about Depeche Mode. And then the next day, I was like, God, I really hope. But like everything you try to talk about, I brought up Depeche Mode right after. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to talk about And like, I could see your friends. Zach was there as well. Zach was there as well. Was that that not, we were playing a gig. Myself, like Monkey and uh, my band, Sits Inc. at the time, we were playing in uh, uh, I thought I met you at a gig. I think, I think it was because, I think Zach has only been in my house once and it was... Well, my old house, and it was after a gig in Eastside Tavern. Oh, and we all walked back to my that house. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Yes, that I makes way so. more sense. I just, I just remember, like, um, like Zach was like, "Could you have talked about it? like any different band other than Depeche Mode <laughs> for the whole night?" And I was like, "I remember being outside, and Zach was like, all you could hear, he's like, it was just lads chatting away, and then all you could hear was just me just going, do you know what the song I just can't get enough is about?' <laughs> and just silence, just and nobody go, and just heroin. <laughs> is that what it is about? I think it is about heroin. Yeah, because really? they were junkies for quite a while. They were serious drug addicts for quite a while. God, they got a lot done for. For, uh, they're still going. Are you still? Oh yeah, yeah. You're still. still, go- still no, not as much now. To right. be honest, I do like them. I have all, like I have their all their stuff there. Um, but uh, no, I do quite like them. They're a very good band. Yeah, very, very talented band. Have you seen them? No, I haven't seen them because they were here. The last one was 130 quid to see them live. Oh, fuck. And that was standing as well. And I was like, I like you guys a lot. It's the same with like I'd love to see Nine Inch Nails, but it's 200 pounds. I think was the last time in Belfast to see them. Yeah, which I'm, is just uh, far too much. I'm money. going to see fucking Tool in a few <sighs> weeks. <laughs> I've never seen Tool either. I'd love to see them. I'm not like, funny enough, I'm not a huge Tool fan. I'm not. But I would kill to see them live. I don't like them. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I know. I, and that like, I didn't get, I didn't get myself the ticket. Like, I, like a friend of mine got me the ticket. I haven't paid him back for it yet, but I, I, I'm paying him back on the day of it because he wants uh, just to know that his beer money's covered. Oh, fair day. enough. Yeah. And thanks, Dean, if you're listening to this. Actually. <laughs> I, did the, I did the soundtrack for his podcast, so you better be fucking listening to this. Oh, right. Okay. Well, um, like, we'll send it to him for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, he he got me this and like I want to go because obviously it's Tool and 
I think Tool are one of those bands that if you don't grow up listen, if you don't grow up with them, if you don't mm. listen when you're growing up, you can't get into them. They're like, like Metallica. I find Metallica. It's impossible to get into anyone into Metallica if they didn't grow up listening to Metallica. There's a friend of mine who who insists that Metallica are a shit band, and I'm just like, man, you just don't get like they're not a shit band by well, any the, the thing by is, any regard. Like they, like they have been shit in moments. I think to really love Metallica, you have to hate you have to hate them at some Lulu. point. Lulu, you have to yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to love them when you're growing up, and then you have to go through a period where you hate them, and then you have to come back to loving them. I think. Mm. Um, because they have had moments of being really, really shit. But I think what I love about Metallica is just the fact that they're still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're you still s- together. And their career is fucking fascinating. Like, oh, no, they're an amazing. But, like, it's funny. Some kind of anger. The, the Some kind of monster. Stuff, some kind of monster, sorry. <laughs> while they were making Saint yeah. Anger. is I remember watching it going like, God, these guys really were ready to just fucking murder each other. It's a great documentary. It's it's one of the yeah. best... Uh, Music co- documentaries. Fucking, one yeah. of the best comedy films. Yeah, it's hilarious. He left the fucking band. The fucking band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's an amazing montage of James Hetfield slamming doors. Slamming doors, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I fucking, I, 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 I always think of them like when I used to have like a fucking thing I used to say when I was, I was really drunk where like I'd stick on Master of Puppets and put like that bit in the middle of Orion on with the, with the, uh, uh, fucking yeah, dueling yeah, yeah. guitars in it and like they were 23 <laughs> doing this they were fucking imagine that imagine what their mates were like no the lads were like guys are doing clash they were 23 did you, did you see them in Slain actually yeah yeah I was myself my friend got way too drunk before like we were way too drunk we were just like because we each had a bottle of vodka before getting on which was not a good idea and then I was just like I, I pot cans for this I didn't think we were going to do vodka and he's like we can do that as well. So Aww. by the time that we got up, we were so drunk. But we got into an argument about where we were going to be placed while we were going to watch Ghost. And I was like, I think we should go here. He's like, no, I think we should go here. And then he, and then we were just like, fine, we'll go somewhere else. You we seem like up. you'd be a Ghost fan. No, I don't like Ghost. No? No, I don't no? like Ghost. But I'm a huge... I, res- I have a lot of respect for Ghost. Oh, no, they're a great They're, they're the best, band, one of the best I, pop bands I, I in the world. I don't really like, like them that much now to be <laughs> best pop bands. The Shade. Yeah. But, um, no, but I, but I mean it. Like, they make really good pop music. Well, I thought they were a black metal band when I first saw course, them. And yeah. I was just like, no, this is no, a they're, Kiss. They're, they're, they're the campus <laughs> yeah, pop yeah, band. Yeah. Like, like, And I think it's fantastic. Tobi- like, you know, Tobias Ford, amazing vocalist as well. Really but, fucking cool guy yeah, as well. Yeah, cool guy as well. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, Ghost is a business, you know? And they kind of put it out like that. It's not necessarily art. It's theater. Like, yeah, yeah. It's theater. <laughs> like they have that. What's that fucking like their really big song? But the fucking uh, they come out with a horn section and stuff on it. It's got the. Uh, uh, I just wanna be, wanna be with oh, you um, in the moonlight. It's, it's not rats. It's uh, uh, oh, rats is class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rats is amazing. <laughs> but it is one of those like you just see this guy in a pope outfit just dancing around. I know, like, it's, <laughs> but it's it's one hundred percent. It's pop music. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not metal but i don't mean that in a in a in a in, yeah. a in a vulgar way or anything like that it's like it's you know it's it's, it's a crack it's manufactured in a way in, in tobias forge's mind mm. but it's he runs that band like a business and you know sometimes you can you can you know scoff at that but you have to hand it to him because he has fucking metal enthusiasts <laughs> eating out of his hand and it's pop music yeah, like, like, yeah. it's 100 percent pop music metal. like they win best metal record of the year on that's magazines ridiculous. And stuff, like he's like, fooled the whole world into thinking that's metal and it's really not like but that's 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 i think that's the spectrum of metal is hilarious yeah and it's like there's no there's no other <clears throat> there's no other um genre of music that has has such a wide spectrum in that you have and i, I always i always kind of when I'm trying to get people to listen to to, to metal, I I 
uh, I always kind of have to sh- tell them that there's like there's certain certain portions of it that's you know like 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 ghosts and like uh, you know system of down to a lesser extent, hmm. um, but like the theatrical side of it, you know. Oh yeah, uh, sorry, like fucking um, and then there's and then there's like like black metal on the other side, you know, you like get mayhem, mayhem with and the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, then there's like different types of black metal. There's uh, death heaven and you know more yeah. melodic stuff and. And then in the sense, like, like I think Meshuggah are the best band in the world. Uh, Meshuggah are pretty good, yeah. I think Meshuggah well, and, Ble- Pine, and Pine Grove are but, the best but, bands in the I, world. I remember watching a drummer talk about Meshuggah, listening to it, and it's like the drummer is literally like playing two fucking songs at the same time. Yeah. That's how just insi- like the music, the musicality in it, regardless of whether you like how heavy and stuff it is, as a musician, if you listen, you have to appreciate just how fucking amazingly technical that band are. Oh, like, absolutely. It's, it's, it's like, insane. I, like I, I, I wouldn't be... Uh, huge into technicality for the sake of technicality. Oh no, not like I hate like, te- but I just Mushuga would be an example of but, just like yeah, I know. But that, that yeah. it's 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 there. They've got. I always think they've got incredible principle uh, in their music. In that they go, we're no, we're not going to play more than three notes in this song, <laughs> and they're going to be three notes that do not fit together. Yeah. But that's all you're getting for this whole song, mm-hmm. and it's incredible the the way they can frame those three notes in a hundred different ways. Yeah, for like six minutes as well. For like, like six yeah, minutes, yeah. and they're new, and and like they've been the same. They've released essentially the same album every time since 1995. <laughs> I don't think their fans would appreciate you say that. <laughs> no, but but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Like they just like they they they've gone like what I think like they're like they're like. If if you if you ingested metal, and you you your 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 insides you 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 digested everything and took all the nutrients out, and then what what will come out the end? <laughs> The other side is Meshuga, and that's I'm not saying I know that's a great great anatomy yeah, for just calling them shit. <laughs> <laughs> a, I was like, is he actually going to go with this? This is the one that he's going to use. If, if next time, next time I want to call someone shit, I'll just I'll, I'll give him that anatomy, and yeah. I have done that before. Uh, <laughs> but no, what I mean is like they are just devoid of any fucking any bells and whistles or anything yeah. like that. It's just like it's just it, it's it's so conditioned and they've got so much principle in what they will and what they won't do um that i just i just think they're they're unbelievable um but yeah uh yeah so metal spectrum <laughs> special yes but it is one of those things like we like we're meant to be talking about you but like i, I was the, with the metal thing i used we to are, go we are talking I, we are, but i was like i was like it was like there's death metal there's tech death metal there's black and a friend was like how many genres of metal are there and i was like there's one you invented every day like oh it, absolutely it's, yeah and it's yeah. the amount of sh- fucking I, fusion stuff i find it is i find it is you know there's there like i i, I am i am um you know i i, I am reluctant to uh, to acknowledge when like a new genre is invented yeah, yeah. Uh, every every day for something, but I do understand it's necessary in metal because someone can like, uh, you know, thrash metal and then but they'd have no interest in black metal. Oh yeah, yeah. well black or metal they, is its own kind of just it, it's, it, its its own it's, thing. It's, and it's, yeah. I, I I am only teetering on it now. Yeah, I, like I am only starting to go. Okay, I think I'm ready. I actually have a great album. I was listening to your stuff today and I was listening to an album yesterday and I was like, James would really like our... Oh, sorry, for anyone who doesn't know me and doesn't has never listened to my music, I don't play metal. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heavily inspired for, by it, but it's not metal what I do at the moment. But uh, I think you'd really like RNZ Pazuzu, who are the... Well, I like them already. Yeah, I think, I think they're finished. It's kind of like... Um, they're slow. Their songs are kind of like jazzy experimental black metal stuff it's really weird but i think you'd really i think you'd appreciate it their newest album as well rnz pazuzu rnz rnz pazuzu or n or o or a n s s i pazuzu rnz pazuzu great yeah like i like i've 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 realized i put on um 
what's it called? Um, cold, is it cold, cold Moon? Pale Moon? Oh, um, the, the, the Mayhem album? The, yeah, I did cold, uh, cold, oh, fuck me, I can't remember it myself pain, now. Pain the, f- moon? the first, the first album, the very first. Frozen, the fro- there's frozen, so much, frozen, frozen, frozen Moon. Frozen Moon, there's so much, there's so much Frozen Moons, it's like Dark Throne have, no, yeah, Dark Throne of Moon stuff as well, and so do Emperor. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, They just like Moons. They like Moons, but I, 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 I kind of, <laughs> because like, I always, I'd always seen Mayhem as just, you know, the thing with, um, with uh, feckin' Euronymous um, and Euronymous and uh, uh, I always forget his name Varg Varg Varg, 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 Varg Count uh, what's his name Count Krishnak was yeah, his other yeah, name yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, what's his what's his other band Burzum Burzum, Burzum. Yeah. Um, I'd always seen the that as just kind of synth shit <laughs> yeah well, I'd always seen all the all the mayhem stuff as just you know drama and legend and, and well because well, it legend, is but, like they used to go on slitting their wrists and stuff and, oh you know, yeah chucking your pig's head and dead blowing his head off the shotgun but right and then Euronymous making a necklace out of the yeah yeah but I'd always seen it as like they're probably shy. But I put on I put on Frozen no, Frozen Pain fr- Rain Moon. I, I have it somewhere there. I can't remember what it's called. Well, like yeah, I think it's called Frozen <laughs> Moon. But I I listened to it the other day while I was cooking dinner. Great place to I always find the best place to listen to yeah, uh, black metal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I I was like parts of it were pretty good. Yeah, but, no, but no, parts of it were actually really good. But like it was remember um I remember I have um Dark Throne's second album which I fucking can't remember with oh Transylvanian Hunger. Uh, it might be their third album but I have the with Fenris who's the drummer talking about making it and he goes yeah we he's like we didn't want it to have any good. were you about to do his accent yeah it was and I was like don't it. don't don't but uh, I was like don't do that but he was like yeah yeah we didn't want the uh, Fenris Fenris, Fenris. All right, but yeah. he was like uh, we don't want the audio quality to be good because that was the main thing. <laughs> so you listen to it and it just sounds like it was made with a potato. Like it's so <laughs> shit. And he goes, we had this floor drum. So it's the drum that hit a floor. And like when you're listening to the album occasion, you just hear this awful, just like clang against the floor. And he goes, he goes, see there, that was the floor drum. <laughs> and you're just like, you're just like it's, why? Do you reckon like, I, I'm not sure. Like, I, like I think if, if things are badly recorded out of necessity, sorry, out of, uh, purpose well yeah. out of purpose yeah, yeah sorry purposely badly recorded <laughs> that's harder to do than just recording something badly oh of course it is it was like we're going to make the most harsh noise you as possible that's, the it whole comes point. from a bit of self-consciousness as well that's just buried buried very deep it's like I don't want no, people to actually think, hear what I'm I don't think here. it was but like they're very like Fenris is very open he's like we just copied Bur- uh, we copied um, Bathory he goes all our songs are Bathory songs which are really from- stylish ways of doing that as well like, oh, there's yeah. al- like you always hear Josh Arm saying uh that they, you know, like, or like the, sorry, the producer who worked on Songs of the Deaf said something about they used the shittest amps they could find, the shittest mics they could find. Yeah, to get, to that, get that fucking. fucking but sure, it's like even out. like Steve Albini has some fucking crazy ways that he produced stuff. I th- I know like, um, Where's My Mind on the Pixie song, you know, the kind of the ghostly <laughs> ooh. ooh. He just grabbed the girl and put her in this sh- the the toilet of the uh, rec- uh, recording studio. It's this shitty like single toilet. He's in they're... prison now. <laughs> Stephen Albini's not in prison now, no, is he? No, it's oh, not. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed someone yeah, off yeah, the street just, and just. But that's the, that's they brought him with a single handheld mic and just brought him to the toilet just to get that kind of echoey noise. I should have kept on with uh, Stephen yeah, Albini being yeah, in prison just, there. I was like, what the hell would he do? He's such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone who listens this is just like, like Stephen Albini in prison. <laughs> I really like Shellac. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like what, like I, I think that um, <clears throat> if if they're to you know, because that that is the painful thing about listening to to black metal sometimes is that it is so it is so lo-fi and ridiculous and yeah. like it's you know it is like like the proper black metal is ridiculous yeah like it, it's it's such a stupid concept for music it's just like <laughs> just moving in forts and fucking and 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 tritones treble and, and picking just, and treble just picking yeah. 
just fucking blast beats the whole time. And the vocals are fucking hilarious as well. Well, you can get like... <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm a, any, any black metal bands <laughs> want to hire me, there you go. Get set you up on Fiverr just so you can be record, recruited. I did uh, recruited Fiverr by for a while. Oh, did, I tried to do it for uh, graphic design. Sad what, times. What did, you, what did you put... Yeah, during uh, lockdown, I was like... Because nobody was making music and I was just like... I this is my bread and butter well, I'll so tell you I kinda, what, right? Yeah. My voice is out there on some country, <laughs> some, some American country. No, message, it's not, so. is it actually? Yeah, some dude is paying me to, to sing on his album that he never released, but he oh, just, wants, just just and he was a lovely guy. He was like an old an old uh I, I think he was from Minnesota or something like that. Oh, right, okay. But he has he was in his like seventies or something. He's a really, really nice guy and just had like hundreds of songs he's written over the years and he just wanted uh he just wanted someone to sing them. And I was like like I just like I just I was just bored at the time. It was during the pandemic and I'd uh, nothing to do and uh, just for a few extra quid I was like, sure I'll make sure that anything I do isn't getting released anyway. Yeah, so yeah, you can, yeah, you can, you. You can ask people is this gonna be released and if they, and if it's just for their own thing, I was like, I might as well do this for a few quid. And um Yeah, so he he he, he had hundred songs and he'd send them on to me and uh he'd be like, Oh yeah, like you'd sing on this one. I was like, okay. And the first time I was like, because he was such a nice guy, I was like, I'm going to do a fucking great job. This, right? <laughs> so I'm going to sell this yeah, shit. Yeah, I put it all into it, right? And I, I put a bit of my own voice into it in, in a sort of like, I didn't, like I didn't change, I didn't try and emulate the style of the music or anything like yeah. that. I just, I sang like myself. And I did a re- I, I thought I'd done a really, really great job of it. And I was like, he's going to be chuffed. He's going to be like, that young man is amazing. <laughs> I sent it to him. He came back to me being like, yeah, so, um, that was interesting. And <laughs> That's always the Dude, worst like, words you want getting, to hear when you're you get getting the like trip 10 back. euro for this, right? Getting 10 euro for this. And I swear I'd, I'd probably put an hour's work into that. Like, and that's that's a lot. That's a lot yeah, of singing, yeah, yeah. you know. But anyway, he was Jesus, like, he was like, yeah. And, and what, he, what he was, what he said was, he's like, yeah, it's kind of like uh, you've got an interesting voice, you know, and I, I like the accent, but I I worry it's sort of, you know, veering out of the, the context of country. And that mm. he was basically saying, please, could you put, sing put an American accent? accent. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. <laughs> I really want to hear it now. <laughs> what was the song called? Uh, it was something about a train and 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 him reading the newspaper. And there was Just, like, there's a make the train go back, <laughs> make the train go back. And I changed the melody at one point and he was like, don't do, don't, that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't you dare. And I was song. like. You know, the customer's always right. But like, uh, because like, I was like, I made the melody more interesting. And he was no. no. No, I didn't say that to him. Yeah, I know. But he was a lovely man. Well, like, and, yeah. and I made 15 quid. Oh, you made 15 quid, nice. <laughs> it was, but like, it was funny. Like, I, I was trying to get stuff on it and um, for graphic design. And I was just like, I was talk- my friend Alexis set me up with it. He's like, he's like, get on Fiverr. He goes, and I was like, I'll do an album cover for like 100 quid. And I was like, that's, you know, that's reasonable. Like me yeah. being the dumbass that I was, I was just like, because didn't even check what other people were charging and people were charging they had oh, a return nothing. return rate of the album in 12 hours the design in 12 hours for a fiver and I was looking at them and me like looking at it, I was just like all these images are shutterstock they're or, the or, fonts or digital just complete they're all, digital they're, renderings none so, yeah. of them are like and I was like I was like I'll do hand drawings I'll do paintings I'll do whatever you yeah. want I was like, I'm never going to compete. So I reduced it to 50 and oh, still didn't Fiverr get... Fiverr is, is no place for an yeah, artist. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> it is it's no a terrible, place for an didn't artist, get yeah. anything on it. Oh, I found it a completely humiliating and demeaning experience. <laughs> it's not And fun. I can't believe I've just, I've just immortalized that experience. No, no. we can cut it out. It's no, leave it, leave it in. Say it's not leave, keep the shame, keep the shame. 
Um, we should probably talk about what you've been working on, by the way. Why? Yeah, well, okay, we can keep going about other stuff. <laughs> um, oh, I did want to. I did want to just bring up one thing that you mentioned about uh, that the gig in Slane. Yeah, yeah, actually, I have a good, I have a good Slane story. Oh, we'll, we'll swap, we'll swap. Let's yeah, yeah. Slane stories. <laughs> um, well, like. You know, the way, like, like first of all, I'll, I'll preface with saying, you know, the way, like, have you been to Slain a few times? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, way, the whole process of that day is so it's long, it's, it's, it's draining. Long. Yeah. It takes, no matter where you are, it takes ages to get to Slain, you know? Um, like, I'm from Balbriggan, and even even when I lived at home, getting there was a fucking nightmare because I went to Oasis there when I was like 15 or 16. Oh, fuck. I would love to have seen that. And uh, I didn't get home till six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I didn't get home till three. And if you know where I live, it's just along the N11. So yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like three o'clock to get home from Slane that ends at what? Well, like I, I, this, I thought for Metallica, it was, it was pretty good this year. Like, well, that year. Eminem was, was, was a fucking Was that three trainer. years ago? It was yeah. three, years three years ago. ago yeah. No, it was more. It was four. No, it was 2019. Was it? Okay. It was 2019. Three okay. years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, But so that, yeah, I, I, I think the amazing thing about seeing Metallica live is that you know, by the time like Ghost had finished and it rained and it stopped raining yeah, and it rained yeah. and it stopped raining and you know, there's like the tension start build, starts building and everyone starts going, holy fuck, Metallica are <laughs> yeah. <here> to play. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. And then they come on and they're the fucking best yeah, live band in the world. Unbelievable band. They make everything worth it. Like yeah. so fucking good. Um, but that day, uh, Phil, my drummer, um, well, he's his own drummer, but uh he uh, he was the drunkest man in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'll show you a that point of drunk... that might compete with that. <laughs> right. Well, he was at that stage where he was stopping and chatting to all the security guards. Be like, been on there long, lads. Yeah, fucking long hell day, isn't it? Yeah, 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 cool. And you get paid well for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do a bit of, do a bit of fucking, you know, uh, Logan work well, myself. Well, he wasn't and... talking to Metallica. No, he's talking to like like oh, just security just people and fucking like, crew members, <laughs> like, not crew, like not even crew, just stewards just, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and then he fucking um, he oh actually on the way there, uh, we got lost. Um, uh, Evan was driving us, and we got lost uh, in somewhere in, in Meath, and uh, we didn't know where we were, and we all needed piss because we were drinking cans in the car. Um, except for Evan, obviously. Um, because he was driving and he doesn't drink yeah um and uh we stopped to take a wee and we got out and it was an amazing moment because we were in this like dense forest and there was just one clearing in the trees and we got out and i just hear phil going fucking hell lads look at that and we looked up a new range was there oh no way yeah, we stopped, like like we it was the only point in that whole road that he was able to see it from and we had a piss there in a can and looked oh, at new nice. range new range is lovely as well yeah yeah, yeah. and then well, anyway when when metallica came on they played they opened with hardware and then they played ride the lightning and phil jumped into the pit um and pits don't work in slain because it's no. a hill yeah they just go straight down yeah they yeah, yeah and and it was mucky as shit yeah. and phil fucking tw- uh sprained his ankle oh and we had to carry him the for the rest of the day the very beginning we had to, oh. now he didn't care we had to carry him for the rest of the day How and we, was uh, after gig we had to carry him you know the whole two miles back to the car and just just as we're about to get the car he just goes lads imagine i was only buzzing <laughs> 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 he wasn't uh, though at least uh, at least he hasn't told us it was, but, a, uh, it was a very strange experience but like I remember like I, I got very drunk for it and it was just newly single and um, what you call it Stiffle Fingers were playing and my dad raised me on Stiffle Fingers and Undertones like he was fr- he's from the north so like all we heard in the car was Stiffle Fingers Undertones and Tom Petty and all this kind of stuff but when they came I was 
chatting with this girl for ages and i was like nudie, you know like well uh nudie single chatting with the girl i was like this is going really well got very excited and then it was just me and her i was like this is amazing this is so nice and then stiff fingers come on and i start losing my mind. i was like we gotta go watch stiff little fingers and she goes i don't know who they are and i was like oh they're brilliant they're fantastic you, you know, got there early best band of the- i was i was there for the whole day Jesus. <laughs> i saw fine club, club and everything, and everything yeah. yeah excuse my little unibomber thing on the, with, wall, uh, on the wall yeah it's very unibomber <laughs> i i have uh, i currently have on my wall um i'm trying yeah, to trying to just trying to design a website so this is the uh, making of an affinity diagram so you get like so you got like so so what's in front of me here is there's there's a there's a there's a wardrobe that is covered in um, in very frightening post-it notes uh, <laughs> that are they're uh, color coded and uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm looking for the, the closest exit to be honest <laughs> uh yeah so basically what you do is i in, i got five people to do to navigate Aer Lingus and british airways um recorded them using the website then you make notes of all that. Then you make notes of your notes and then put them all in front of you. And then you have to group them into five groupings. And it just makes it easier trying to figure out where to improve on the website and what to design and all that kind of crap. It's a painful process, but it, it helps make when you have so much, you know, uh, fucking research on it makes it just categorize it just that little bit easier. That's but funny. it does look yeah. like a Unabomber thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's whatever you're talking about. Yeah. For you. <laughs> Well, um, but uh, no, so we were watching Stiffle Fingers and uh, what was, oh, the fan club were brilliant. Like yeah, for, yeah. for a small band to come on uh, to a stage like that is and just nail it is pretty fucking, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they're, 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 they're like great. Like I, I went to school with their, with their drummer, Dara. Oh, no way. Yeah, and Dara, Dara was a, he was a bassist at the start because I remember being at the Battle of the Bands and our school had a Battle of the Bands every year. Mm. Um. And I remember when I was in first year going to it and he was playing in a band called Filth Wizard. I love that name. Yeah, they were class as well. What was it, was it like a doom band or something? Or? No, they were they were like, you know, they, they were they were in probably third year or fourth oh, year at the time. Know. And they were like, uh, they were playing because I remember they played Fuel by Metallica. Oh, great. I love Fuel. Fuel's a great Fuel's, song. Fuel's a yeah. <laughs> Um And their singer is a guy, guy from Scary's called Paddy McNally. I think he's uh, I think he's running a running a night out in Scary's at the moment, I've been told. But uh, I thought he was so cool um, because he he was able to sing and play that bit and feel. And uh, I never spoke to the guy. Like I ran into <laughs> him in a bar in Scaries a few years ago, and I was like, yeah, "You come yeah, here yeah. to be like, I was just there. Was I even the first? Bill Wizard really thought you were so fucking cool, man." And he bought me a shot. Oh, nice of yeah, yeah, that's yeah. lovely. Did you just say nice of? Nice of him, yeah. But oh, nice of him! Yeah. I thought you you got did, mixed up by I, saying nice one, and I, I that's was nice I was actually like about to say it was meant to say nice of him, and for whatever reason, I did just say nice of <laughs> nice of uh, yeah, nice of. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they they were they were like they they did that, and then uh, I think Dara played another. Dara was the bass player in Phil, in Filth Wizard, and then he went on played in another band. I can't remember what they're called though. He was huge into Foo Fighters, um. But yeah, and like loads of people went to that school, like like myself and Fergus, who I still play, uh, went there. But we were with. Like Green uh, from oh, Fontaine's, yeah, yeah, yeah. we went to school with him and um, Fergus even like played in a band with Green for years and Green was the drummer. Um, Green was the drummer? Yeah, yeah. Weird. Green was the drummer in a band called uh, Gunrunner and uh, uh, I, I played in a, 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 I did one rehearsal at one point, myself and Green wanted to try and start a band at one point and I remember he was playing drums, he was a great drummer. Really, really great drummer. I can't see him behind a drum kit. Weirdly well, he enough. was a, he yeah. was a drummer, and then he was a singer in in a band called Thumbprint, and they were emo metal band. Okay, and but he was playing guitar and, and singing. All oh, right, okay, yeah. Because I remember a friend of mine said that I think the way that he became a um, 
did he do just songwriting was and then he was kind of just thrust into doing the vocals for Fontaine's. yeah yeah pretty much he was he was he was kind of he was playing with a, a few people because i remember well he was like people in bim do they you know they all help each other out with their projects and i remember he was helping dan out with uh you know dan don't you yeah yeah, yeah. he was helping dan out with uh i remember going in one day because they were singing um Crying light. Yeah, I have no idea who which Dan you're talking oh, about. Oh, Dan, Dan Smith. Like that my Dan. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet yeah. Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um they're doing crying light and stuff. But like I remember he was who else was a man he was playing? Anyway, look, enough about Green. He gets enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets enough of it. I think he's doing okay for himself. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, with the with the stiffle fingers. Anyway, they start playing. All Sorry, have we still? Yeah, still I still. No, we haven't. It's it's. But it's very quickly they start playing uh, Turn of the Bolster, and I started crying, and your one went, "Oh, what what's the matter?" And I was just like, "Oh, I just I just really wish my dad was here." And she goes, "Oh, when did he pass?" I was like, "Oh, he's not dead. I just he's really just wish he was here." And she slapped me and just walked away. What? <laughs> yeah. And were you saying a joke? No, because that's the thing. No, I was ba- like, I was bawling my eyes out. Like that's how drunk I was. Aww. I was just like, I was like, I just really wish he was here. And she's just like, when did, oh, when did he pass? I was like, oh, he's I was just like, oh, he's not. But just straight away, I was like, oh, he's not like, like you idiot. I was like, he's not dead. And she's just like, she, I was like, I just wish he was here. And she's like, Fuck. I was there with my brother. Like my brother came with me as well, and it was such an amazing moment to have with your brother. Yeah, I'd um, say what, yeah. and I kind of afterwards I was like, shit, I should have brought me dad to that. Your dad doesn't like Metallica, but. I, my dad uh, it would have been like impossible him. to not like that, yeah, yeah. that day you know do you know it's funny like uh, when myself and my friend were standing on the hill um, there was a guy crying in front of us and, like, and he was like he must have been 50 or 55 or whatever in between that age crowd but he's bawling his eyes out and I went to Alexis like, I was like someone's had a few too many he goes no he's actually crying because he never thought he'd ever see Metallica and we were like that's very touching that it, they would make mm-hmm. a man cry but I was like don't Metallica play here like every three or four years? They haven't played yeah. in a good while. Oh, have they not? No, they had like oh. before before that it was so that was twenty nineteen. Before that, I think it was twenty eleven was the last. Oh, one really? Played. Well, they were one oh, of wait, the... no, maybe even twenty ten because I saw them in two thousand and my first ever gig was two thousand six in the RDS. And oh, what was it? It was Download. Download and in the RDS. In the RDS. I used to go to Download all the time. Such yeah. a fun festival. It was Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold, Alice in Chains. Ooh, very good lineup uh, on the main stage, and I, I went oh. to see it. And the crazy thing was, I saw them three three years later in Marty Park. Oh, I remember the Marty Park gig, yeah. and it was Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold, <laughs> Alice in Chains again. It was so strange, um, but yeah. And I think they played the year. Did they play the year after that? And that might have been the last time they played, or even the one. It was possible that the one in two thousand nine was the last time they played. No, um, Marty Park was definitely the last time they played because yeah. I was still in secondary school. It was when ten they years, played it. yeah, yeah. All oh, right, okay. Very good band though. We, oh, should, yeah. we need to talk about your stuff. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want oh. to talk about it? Well, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. What, what, what did you want to ask me? I just want to ask how's it like, is it like, what, um, how the album? It, yeah, the album. Yes, the album. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the long and short of it. Cool. Uh, uh, the last two years since the, so I, I, I was playing in sync. Uh, yep. When sync broke up, we broke up uh, at the start of the pandemic. Things weren't going well within the band. Uh, we were, uh, my, myself my, yeah I'll, look I'll be honest about it myself and Evan were having a hard time getting getting along and it was destroying our friendship and it was kind of destroying all the friendships within the band mm-hmm. um, because we were just too we we had too, we had too much of a different approach to each yeah, other yeah going it, different directions yeah, yeah yeah and we both wanted to um, I wanted to do one thing he wanted to do the other and uh, it just became uncomfortable and 
the whole the whole thing became very uncomfortable and it was a shame because I, I do think that it was a great band and had a lot of potential and we made some pretty cool music uh but things didn't things didn't get done quick enough for me and um I, I, honestly I, I probably took the wrong attitude towards it and uh i tend to pressure people a lot um at the time uh because i was producing things at a very qu- quick rate just like writing and writing and writing and writing yeah. when we were still trying to get through right we need to get these songs done first you know yeah, yeah. um so that you know a friend exactly. of mine made me realize bit, that yeah. look this is really unhealthy this whole thing so and it wasn't any of our individual faults it was just it, it just it was the wrong atmosphere and the wrong um conditions and everyone had different stresses and different motivations um so at the time it was just wrong so friend of mine brought me to realize that i was i was a shell of myself like i was waking up you know just complete i was unbelievably frustrated i was Mm. extremely frustrated um and the more (laughs) the more frustrated i get the more i write and the more i wrote the more frustrated i get um cast 22 yeah it was it was insane um so we did the right thing and we 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 all met up and we were like look let's let's not do this and it was it was really fucking really you know, it's 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 really a breakup. It's a breakup. Yeah, you you yeah. lose those. You lose a lot. Of, like you know, um, you don't lose the friends. But like myself and Evan didn't didn't see each other for at least a year. Then after that, you know, because we needed. I know that we we never said it to each other, but we knew that it was well. Maybe we didn't know. Sorry, uh, yeah, I, mean I know to what say you're trying to say. Maybe yeah. I'm. I can't speak for both of us, but yeah. like I I think it was that relationship that was the thing that you know had we managed to, to to keep our relationship um good it might have worked but captain fucking underpants captain hindsight um <laughs> anyway it's it, it's it is a breakup when that happens yeah, you know yeah. because like a band is a really complex relationship when it gets to a certain point and if you take it really seriously and if you take it too seriously especially yeah the, the relationships become very very complex and because it's like being it's like being going out with four fucking people people yeah um and you know everyone like everyone has to play a role is what we learned and we look like is what i learned anyway and what i've learned so much from the expansion of that band and um i've carried that on since and um we work the way we work now so i'm i'm, I'm the current outfit is myself and phil who was in sync he's a drummer and Fergus, who I've been playing with since I was 11 years old. Yeah, I met Fergus quite a few times. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's like a supreme musician. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we, we, we've we we've definitely learned from, from the whole thing. And, and we understand how to communicate with each other and how to avoid frustration. Mm. And not to take everything so fucking seriously. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's... You're you're leading yourself up for frustration and disaster if you take everything too seriously, and so you need to be able to remember that why you started playing music in the first place, why you started writing music in the first place, and why it makes you happy. And mm. if it doesn't, and if you realize that it doesn't make you happy, you need to do something else, or you need to change what you're doing. Like some people, some people like playing in bars, and you know, or playing weddings and stuff yeah, because yeah. that's what makes them happy about music, and they they have like that's. That's that's yeah, their that's their part that. of yeah, it, yeah. you know. Some people write, and like I, th- I've always thought that people you can't really you can't really take music out of someone, and it's almost like a sickness. Is that they can 
start playing music and they could be destitute and lonely for their whole lives mm. and not make any money. Nick Drake. And it yeah, and it's yeah. and it's music's fault. <laughs> like it's totally <laughs> yeah. music's fault. Yeah. It's an addiction. It's like gambling or fucking uh or drugs or something like that, you know. It had it takes a toll on people and you know and, and it's it, it it's embarrassing. <laughs> 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 but it is one of those things that like you just want to create and get on with stuff and it's like the more you try and fucking try and force it, it just just it tears everything apart like you just can't think straight. I, at I think all. yeah, I, I I was thinking about something on the way over here um uh, cuz I had a lot of time to think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um I appreciate you taking the journey. Yeah, all way. all I was thinking the whole time is why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I was thinking that um, because I, I I noticed recently that um I had a, I had a really nice revelation actually. So I, I I had a very close friend pass away at the start of the year. Yeah, sorry um, about that. Thanks, man. And do you know what I realised as well? Remember the night I saw you in the fourth corner? Yeah. I was with him. Really? And that was the last time I saw him. Wow. Yeah. That was December, was it? That was December, December yeah. yeah. He died on the twelfth of January. Yeah, because I remember it happened because I I um you posted about it and then I was like don't ask James for a, a bit to come on the podcast <laughs> give him some give him some space I think no I think you had written to me just beforehand well because you said that night you was were like, it you, we, we were that night I was having a pint with yeah him. and I yeah, said I'd yeah, say yeah, come yeah. on and I was the second that I saw I was like don't ask him for a while just give him some space yeah Um. well when he passed uh, obviously it was it was it was a shock it was a complete shock it happened out of nowhere he had a very short illness that no one knew about it, it, even he didn't know about Jesus. and um, he passed away suddenly and um, uh, you probably you might have even met him before that because he lived with me in the house that you were in. I recognised him from the photo yeah. that you posted and I was like I was like do have I met him before I probably you have might have, probably because he met was, him at a sync or something yeah, yeah. or, or he, you, he might have even been there that night because he he, he lived with me in in, uh, in Bibbs room oh right okay yeah. um, but uh yeah, so what happened after after he he passed was quite comforting as a as a musician as an, uh, because I'd been planning to go away and record it, uh, to record a single hmm. and um, the single became an album. <laughs> so as it does, as it does, yeah, <laughs> it went down and I was like, okay, well, I've I've got these three new songs, one of which I recorded the night he died. Jesus. I so I and it, were it, you it, aware at the time that that no. was the night? No. So what happened was, I was sitting playing my guitar, um, with my partner and uh, just 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 on the sofa, and she was going up to bed, and I was just playing this little thing, and um, I was like, you know, I saw my phone. I was like, is this nice enough to record? I think it is. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I just took my phone out, and just yeah. did a little hit, hit record, and just played through two minutes of this these these two ideas i had and then uh i stood up to go to bed and put the guitar down and i saw my laptop sitting on the other uh on the other on the other on the other, on the other, on the other seat and i was like or i'll just open up logic for a minute <laughs> <laughs> so i opened up logic i threw the voice note of of me of that guitar into logic and I was like, okay, reverb there. Yeah, <laughs> read more reverb here. Can't get enough. Yeah, can't get enough. It's like reverb. that more cowbell sketch. <laughs> and I was listening to it and I was like, I've never written a, a, a guitar piece like this before. It just had it had a um a, a, a simplicity and you know, a kind of bashfulness that I of, of that I wouldn't usually play naturally. Mm. And um 
I was like, yeah, fucking put some strings over that now. <laughs> <laughs> whole orchestra? Yeah, let's put a whole orchestra over it. <laughs> anyway, I sat, up till, orchestra I, I, I sat up till um, <laughs> half three in the morning. Fuck. Um, making this piece. Oh, when you're in the flow, though, you kind of just have to. Yeah, you had to. You I had to. to keep it going, um, yeah. And I, I, I made this, this song and I was listening to it. And afterwards, I, I just listened back to it and... I was kind of like I've never written anything like that, you know. It's it it, it doesn't flow the way anything, and like the lines, the melodic lines on the on, on the strings in it were just coming into my head so naturally. They were just like I was like, da, 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 da. it's like okay, I'll put that in now, and then um, it the whole thing was just felt so organic. Yeah, so much so that I woke my girlfriend up, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, listen to this, and she's like, oh, go away. Seriously, and I was like, yeah. no, listen to this, and she, she was like. Yeah, that's actually really nice. But fuck off, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> I got to sleep at four a.m. and uh, I woke up the next morning with a phone yeah, call from uh, a good friend of mine who is the partner of uh, my friend that he'd passed, and he um, the whole time I've been doing that was the time was, that yeah. he was Jesus. doing that. So that became quite cathartic for me. That that piece, I would um, and that's the piece that closes the album. Oh, lovely! And it's I haven't changed it one bit. It's still from the voice note that I recorded. That's completely raw. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. So yeah. So what? What? What was a a single initially that I was going to record became four songs, and then when I went to the studio, that became because I usually record everything at home. But uh, at the time, I had a manager, and we've since parted ways, um, and uh, she had booked us into the studio, so we went down and recorded. Um, and you know like her intention was to record a single we came out of an album yeah. she wasn't cool with that which is completely fair yeah because is it the money thing is it just or well look I don't think I can really discuss okay. that okay oh sorry apologies yeah um, but uh, <laughs> apologies sorry far too nosy on my part sorry um, but uh, yeah so went in, went into the studio and, and um, put down the four songs and then another two songs and then it was two two stints in the studio in two weekends two weeks apart from each other the two weeks apart wrote another two songs Jesus um, and came down with then six songs in the studio on the last day we wrote another two songs <laughs> and it became eight songs so we're like okay this I'm is sure album. the producers going like Jesus Christ lads take well, we were break. producing it so there's no there's uh, <laughs> no that's amazing but though. big shout out to, uh, to, to, to Rob in uh, uh, Wild Way recordings in County Clare him up he's class um <laughs> but uh yeah um so so it became eight songs and they all fit together so perfectly you know like it's just it it had to be like that yeah and what my point was <laughs> <laughs> was that it's a really comforting thing to know that when something like that happens it's natural uh, it's a natural expression that comes out mm. and like i've been trying to put an album together for fucking ages now i, I i've had i've written albums over the years Sync, we had two albums. We didn't get them done for personal reasons. We, we yeah. couldn't get along, you know. And for years and years and years, I've been trying to put an album. I've put out EPs since I was 12 years old um, and singles and stuff with the band and, and, and the old solo career and the new solo career. And, but I've never, I've never gotten to the point where, 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 where an album's an impossibility. And it's not the album I set out to make, but this album just happened. Yeah. You know, and but that's even more beautiful in itself. It's, it's, like it's this, really there was nice. no intent. Just it just or it came completely organically. Yeah, like. and it's, he's all over it as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's all over it. He's 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 in every 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 little corner of it. Mm. You know, and um, 
it's nice when 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 you know for certain that there's you know it's not a random thing like the 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 the, the creativity and the you know yeah. the expression it, it does come out and it does flow out with you at the right moments but i also realized that not all emotions motivate me to write some people are driven by anger mm. i wish i could write when i was angry you can't write at all no frustration whatsoever i i i i uh, Maybe when I was younger, like maybe angsty, maybe I don't know. Like anger isn't I don't feel anger is a very compelling emotion for for me, for me. I I don't people don't really piss me off that much. You know, it's funny. Like I can't like I'm not saying it's the same as writing a song. But if I'm trying to do any like graphic design work, if somebody comes up and just pisses me off even a little bit, I'll sit there for 20 minutes and just go just let it go and then work then work yeah so you can't, you, you're, you can't, can't be can't touch it yeah no. i can't i can't work on it now and i'm not taking away from people like people who write when they're angry that's a, a fucking great way yeah, to yeah. express anger and um anger is anger is a it's it, it's an emotion that not everyone experiences it i've realized and i've never had big problems with it um, but I've, I've definitely felt anger mm. in my life but i i, I find that anymore I'm, I'm definitely a lot more passive and I, I, I forget, I let, I let things go, generally. You yeah, know? It's, like, I can listen to angry shit all the time and still work creatively. I can read angry shit and then work creatively. But if I'm angry, I can't do it at I all. I think that's why, like, like cause I, I listen to metal and, like, really heavy metal more than anything. Mm. But it, it generally doesn't, like, it doesn't come out um, dynamically in what I do. It yeah. comes out theoretically in, in, some, in, in the way I write sometimes mm. um, or orchestrally in, in, in some things. Um, but it doesn't. I, I th- and I think it's because the anger that's the that's the the ground rock, the ground, the bedrock. Bedrock, yeah. yeah. For for uh, some 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 now not all metal comes from a point of anger, but like Mastodon don't write. No, angrily, no, they really know? don't. Um, but I think the the anger that's the bedrock of some of that music, I don't feel flows through me. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. I I think that I'm generally driven by. Uh love and fear um and frustration, frustration <laughs> actually yeah. less less so frustration uh no i not the even frustration, frustration. Not the, well, not i think frustration is, is is a feeling that i've definitely felt for a long time as a 27 year old musician yeah. who you know uh has experienced nothing but total failure for the whole life i would wouldn't call it failure at all oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You well in your eyes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I i i yeah i find that fear motivates me a huge amount and not like i don't go oh i'm experiencing fear i'm gonna go and write <laughs> yay <Yeah. laughs> fear is just read stephen king all night like just yeah. give me some fear <laughs> give me some fucking fear um i think just like the just dread and fear it's, it's something that um you know that you carry with you if you're a musician <laughs> yeah i know but, I, get, uh, I, I get i get yeah it. fear and love i think and and obviously lately it's been loss mm. um and that's a that's a really it was a, it was amazing to pick up the guitar after, like during that and you know or like when when we got back in rehearsed for the first time afterwards it was our first rehearsal was very very moody but like you're just we were just i was just hearing sounds coming out of us that i'd never heard before you know because mm. he was a good friend of all of ours <laughs> Um, but so it's nice yeah it's nice to see that it, it works you know it yeah, works yeah, yeah. there's a reason that it's been there forever there's a reason that people have been doing it forever because it is expression you yeah. know it is and it, and it, it is it is there for you 
you know yeah. and it's and you can immortalize a moment with it and it's very cathartic to be able to channel into something productive as well at the end of it all yeah yeah absolutely yeah so we've yeah so we've been doing um we've we recorded the album it became an album and myself and fergus are mixing it at the moment oh wow um and uh i thought we'd have it out by this stage but uh we had a few speed bumps um which we uh we are overcoming um but uh i'm hoping to have it out before my birthday which is in june oh um, it's that soon yeah we're just gonna put it out we're just gonna put it out just get it out yeah. There, yeah no no promotion i think you know because of the tenderness of it I think to you know promote it heavily and and commercialize yeah, it or anything I, I like know exactly that. What you mean? Yeah. It would it would feel wrong. So we're just going to put it out, and if people like it, like we've got no, another album written, so we're going to put it out, and we're going to immediately Christ. go in and wow. and record the next one. Um, that's fantastic. So news. it'll be there. It'll be there for. And I I think that's the other thing. Like I need to keep saying to myself, um, while we're making this, like because there's moments when we go, well, will we put that there, and then like Fergus to turn and be like we can't do that and i was like why not <laughs> why who, who says we can't do that like who fucking like do you we, mean arrangements or like, oh a, 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 anything anytime anything. someone goes like 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 even like like saying like from as 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 from as like small as things like oh you can't put that much 16k on this fucking on on, on, on this fiddle part and it's like yeah. why not you know like yeah there's, you can no, do whatever you want. there's no hard minor things rules. like that and then also just like you, you can't why, why why would you put this huge voice note of something hello Jeff, what's up you doing something? recording the podcast <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say hi hi it's my brother finian <laughs> yeah okay no no <laughs> I'm, on, I'm James. Is that is that seriously what it is? <laughs> oh, I'd like to see yeah, the video. Yeah, go on, go. No, you might as well. Go on, really funny. Okay. You know that Spider-Man thing you sent me? Yeah. So recently, I've been sending people for the birthday really shit. Pause that. Really shit cameos. So okay. like you get like a guy in a oh, Spider-Man yeah, 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 suit, yeah, but it yeah, only yeah. costs a fiver, and like they're so half-arsed. They're so <laughs> half-arsed. This one isn't half-arsed. Okay. This is Jake with me. Well, like, yeah. was he fifty quid? Is he? Yeah, but should meet me, Jay, and Carl and Mark. Yeah, that's the way to do it. All shipped in. It's worth it. Yep. Oh, really? Anyway, from something from a very serious topic to Jay from the Inbetweeners. What was, what was I talking about again? But Jamie Oliver. No, we weren't talking about Jamie <laughs> Oliver. Um, I, we were talking, oh, because you were saying. Oh, yeah. So from, out, yeah, yeah. So from as minor thing as something like that to like, uh, well, like. Arrangements, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or arrangements or, you know, like putting fucking seven layers of guitar on, which we're not doing on this. You know, we're, we've decided to keep this fairly raw. But like anything like, oh, I can't put, you can't put a fucking recording of Phil yelling, I'm a dirtbag Jesus or something <laughs> like that. It's like, why not? Like, you can literally do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And, People and might not so like much, it. There's so, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so much, there's so much, um, there's so much. Uh, ignorance in 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 production and in 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 um in in um in music and at the production level there's so much there's so much uh you know snob i hate to use the word snobbery because i think it's a horrible word but um you know people just getting re- like oh they're like just you can still hear siblings and that folk and it's yeah, like no, fuck off yeah. like, like, get it, like get a life like you know you can he fucking sang the thing didn't he <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, but you didn't fucking you didn't DS this part. I can hear I can still hear his I can still hear his he fucking didn't use a pop filter. I can hear his lips. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I can hear his mustache. I remember what was it? Somebody was getting really annoyed that they could hear someone breathe in a hardcore song, like when they were taking a breath in. Where was it? 
It was the most. Stu- on it was in. It was in. It was in fibbers, and a guy was like, "I don't like that band because you sometimes can hear him inhale before he does the next line." And I was just like, "Is that really a reason to hate a band?" Like he's like, "I can't listen to them because of that." Now I'm gonna sing with only inhales. <laughs> just to, to take out the vocals. Just leave the inhales. Can, in. yeah, I, I can't remember who was it. Like knock loose or something like that. I can't. It was one of those hardcore metal bands. But he's like, "I can't fucking listen to them because of it." I was like, "That is the most. That is the most bizarre critique of a of a." People, people are strained with I some really, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I think that, like, like you know, um, sound engineers, a lot of time, like, a lot of time they got amazing, an amazing ear, mm. and they get what you're doing sometimes, but a lot of time they, they need everything to be perfect. Like, mics have to be set up perfectly. And, like, I, I like I like just fucking around with different things. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, like, experimenting, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just, like, well, that's not the perfect sound, but I'll fucking make it work, mm. like. Um, and, uh I I, I I think that if you remove all of that, it does remove the personality and stuff. Like leaving the inhales in makes a human. Leaving yeah. the fucking the, the the like I can hear his mustache in in that song <laughs> makes a human. You know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like take like you know. Sorry for nerdy talk, but like things like pops and clicks that are just sore, you take them out. You yeah. know. But leave in leave in the fucking creaky chair and shit. You know. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah. So so we're 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 we're, we're trying to um. This one's for us, you mm. know, like, like it's, it's not, it's not like, oh, we need to make a fucking yeah, break with this song, or yeah. we need to get a hit or we need, to, hit, need yeah. to, need to fucking, you know, you need visibility or some shit. This would like, this is, this is, this is, this is for us. Um, so if people like it, people like it, but I'm just really happy that we're doing it. Well, I can't fucking wait to listen to it now, to be honest. I yeah, really I'm can't. excited. Yeah. It'd so like, very exciting. we also haven't named the band yet. <laughs> oh, so, this is not your no, solo stuff? No, no. Oh. So, well, I, well, I decided, we decided that we'd like to continue as a band. Okay. Um, and approach the label with that. As, That's great. That's great news. Yeah. Yeah. As, as like, we want to do this. It's, oh, if, 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 if you'd like to, you know, actually, you know what? I'm not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe just like, yeah. You we'll know, like, that yeah, part, what, yeah just, yeah. just, but what, what time is that? Actually, uh, don't tell me how long. Okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, so yeah, no, I've decided. I decided that I'm, put, I'm just putting the the solo career uh, on ice for the moment. Um, did five singles. Was gonna do an album. Have another. Have an album written there for it. Actually, uh, over there in the corner. Oh really? Wait, what? Oh for oh sorry. I thought she's like I have an album that's over in the corner. I was just like, what? There's like, what are you talking about? No, I don't, I, yeah, no I, I, don't I don't know why I pointed over there. I don't know why I pointed over there. Um, uh, but uh, I I uh, yeah, look, what we were doing felt like uh, a band and did for a long time. I never really wanted to do a solo career, but it, it was just on the cards at the time. Yeah. Um, but, and I'll dip into it again at some point, I'm sure. Sure. Um, this felt like a band. So, we've been, like, we've been playing as this three piece since the start of my solo career. Um, but you, now, you know, like, the, the guys are, are, are you know, um, taking part in the writing a lot more in the production and yeah. Ferg and I are um, 50-50 on the production now at the oh, moment wow, okay, and the mixing. Yeah. Um, which is great because it's you know it, like mixing and shit is very lonely. Yeah, it's I would I'd say because you're it's also having another set of ears on something as yeah. well. Like if somebody sends you something over and you've been listening to it for so long, okay, it's it's a set, like I have if I'm looking at design for ages and it's just myself looking at it for ages, you eventually start to think that it might not be great or it might be great, and just to have some second Absolutely. opinion on it, then yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh no, it's it is, it's it's going in the right direction. Yeah, and we we like we've been playing with each other since we were 11 years like we met at a at a, a thing called song school which which was in Valbregan in uh what year was that 2005 it would have been 11 or 12 um 
and uh, it was uh, like a one week summer camp thing that was run in, in a, oh, uh, a little music. There was a little music center shop thing in, in Bad Reagan at the time called Troy Horse. And um, or Trolley Horse, <laughs> Tr- not tro- what? can't do a Bad Reagan accent right now. Bad Reagan accent is a uh, hungry as a fish, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 right? Um, but uh, and Troy Horse ran a, a, a week long summer school thing called Song School, and Ferg and I met at that, and then we ended up going to secondary school together after that. But it was a fucking amazing thing, and it was life changing at the time. And you know, they put yeah, you, yeah. you'd arrive and they'd put you into a band, and you'd Write a Writes, song yeah. and record a song. Peter Baxter was the name of the guy who um, who, who who ran the, the thing. He really changed a lot of kids' lives. In, in, I would in, imagine in so. Yeah, yeah. People... Green Green did it. Green did it. And enough about Green, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> title of this podcast. Yeah, enough and about like, Green. I, I met my first band through it, and uh, I met Fergus through it, and Ferg and I still play together. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Yeah, now like we didn't. There was there was years in between where we didn't play together. He he moved to America for a few years, and um, and we went to different colleges, and um, but uh, yeah, and like it, it's a great partnership, writing partnership and producing partnership with him because he studied music. Um, I didn't. Um, he like so he studied classical music, and is that his background? Is it classical? Yeah, music? classical. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. Um, so. Uh, even on my solo career, some uh, a lot of the uh, or orchestral arrangements mm. are written by Fergus. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, he 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 used to compose for the Trinity Orchestra. Fuck, really? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ! So you remember, remember a few years ago they did um, a Forbidden Fruit. They did a, a set entirely of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've music. never been to Forbidden Fruit. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Trinity Orchestra did like a a whole set of uh, orchestral arrangements of. Chili Pepper song, and that was him. That was his. He he composed all. Oh, that. I need to see. I think I have a, it has to be on YouTube or something. I just try and get. Yeah, well, he's a scald. He, yeah, he's a scaldy fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> don't, like, don't make this let you think that he's he's in any oh, way. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He's a fucking scaldy. Um. So yeah, it's great to have him because, um, like I like I know I know my shit in music, but it's good to have. It's good to be able to play something. And turn to him. He's like, is that. You know, yeah, is, that, yeah. is that sound to do that? And even if he says, uh, "Like no, but it sounds good," <laughs> <laughs> it's good for that. And and he's he's really good at the more technical side of production. Whereas I I produce everything by ear, which is why I'd say a lot of because like, I, I I always get good feedback and stuff that I mix. But I'd say there are a few people who go, "That's fucking stupid." <laughs> you know, <laughs> why? Why? Yeah, yeah, you can't pan that many things, man. <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so he's good for 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 keeping me on the level and that, and uh, and he's so good. At, he, he like he, he's able to produce the drums a lot. That he's he does a great, better job on the drums than I do. Um, so and it's great to just you know be able to go him to just spend a few hours, uh, in the fuck in hell doing the drums and then the drums are done. And I then, imagine drums are a pain in the hole to do as well. They're just they? so it, like like. I, I like I really feel sorry for drummers <laughs> like I do drummers and left-handed guitarists like I'm left-handed but I play right-handed because I'm not I'm the same yeah I was playing guitar. I don't, I don't, yeah because yeah. I don't want to cry myself to sleep at no, night. It's just, fuck, it just it just doesn't feel right it's just, I used to work yeah I used to work it. in music maker and when parents would come in and be like oh, yeah I want to get guitar for our son he's about to start playing guitar but he's left-handed I'd be like I'm left-handed <laughs> trust me get him a right-handed <laughs> guitar because like one in 85 guitars in the world is left-handed yeah. and if he arrives at a party and you're like oh you play guitar he can't play the <laughs> guitar he can't and he will not c- 
kiss a girl that night <laughs> or a boy. <laughs> he can't play Wonderwall, and that he means that his exactly, whole chances yeah. are done. <laughs> so don't, like, just don't like like if you're a parent and your son has, is left-handed. I am left-handed, and I'm a very capable guitar player, right? And right-handed, and I don't think it would have made any fucking difference yeah. had I started left-handed. I think there's probably maybe like a one week period where it feels a bit awkward. That's it. You're gonna, and you're going to be doing it for the whole of your life, yeah. you know. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Drummers. Drummers. Yeah, I feel sorry for drummers <laughs> because it's so much more difficult to be a drummer than it is to be a guitar player. Because mm. if I, you know, get the goo and I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to play the guitar now, or I have this idea or something, I can sit down and play no yeah. matter what time it is. If you're a drummer. You can only play your drums one if you're in the same place that they are in, yeah. Which might be in a fucking shed somewhere or whatever. <laughs> if it's the right time of day and if you've got the fucking right, like, it's it's so so difficult. And I find like it's it's the deep frustration that exists within drummers, like people from Galway and the rain. <laughs> <laughs> There's that sort of sadness when you talk to someone about Galway and you're like, oh, I love Galway. It's just the rain. They're like, oh, it's the rain. <laughs> But, but that's that's I think there's that in de- in embedded sadness but, but within drummers. It's not even like it's it, you can have your neighbors can resent you is the other thing as well. Like I remember across oh, yeah. the road, uh, they got a drum kit, and my mom was just like, "Debbie, why the fuck did you get Robert a drum kit?" And she's like, "He he loves the drums. He played it for a week, but everybody in the house is like, you can hear it all over the house." And the next door neighbors were like, "It's too fucking loud. Yeah, it's too like it's too like it just will go through all the walls. Uh, it's, so it like, puts it's, you off it's, playing it's, it almost." Do you remember the first time you heard a drum kit? Yes, for the first time if, in in the same room as one. Yeah, crazy. Catastrophically yeah. loud. Like I, me- like I remember being like, "That is the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life." Uh, the first thing Unfortunately, I heard was a kick drum. it's not like that now. No. <laughs> oh no! I sure. I um. What was it? I got told recently that I'm losing my hearing, which was really annoying. And she's like, uh, "She's like, uh, do you listen to headphones loud at all?" I was like, "No, no, not really." And then she was like, uh, "Do you go to a lot of concerts?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "She goes, what type of music is it?" And I was like, "Metal." And she goes, "That would do it." That would do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to take care of your I have ears. To have the, I have to have the things now when I go. They're so annoying, but I'd rather oh, I not know, be deaf when I'm 50. So I know, yeah, <laughs> I get in awful trouble with the lads if I don't wear ear protection, and I always forget to bring it with me. Um, but yeah, and so there's that part of it, and then like when you go to record, you need six hundred thousand mics. Oh which shit! Are yeah, not yeah, yeah. cheap. Do you ever see the Dream Theater recording with their drums? Oh god, <laughs> it's it's just stupid. Mike Portnoy, Mike Portnoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching a video of them the other day, and it's that song. Um, uh, is it called Take Me As I Am? I wouldn't know their like, songs that to be Take me as I am But those who Like there's just one live version Where instead of Take me as I am He just goes Eat my ass and balls <laughs> And uh, Like what's the What's the guitar player's name? Dave Lombardo? No that's the drummer No in, Dave Lombardo That's the drummer is, uh, Fucking Slayer, Slayer Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he also did Dream Theater for a bit. Dave Dave, Dave Lombard is a very, very skilled drummer. Like he's done a good yeah. few crazy oh, he, shit. He played, he, he, I think he's in the band with Metallica. He played Battery with Metallica. Did he? Gig. Oh, I'd love it was to at see the that. same gig that Joey Jordison played, I think, where oh, Lars was sick. Well, yeah, yeah. But he played Battery. The one time where and the... it sounds. It's the first time I've ever heard Battery in in time. Yeah. <laughs> like it sounds incredible. <laughs> Poor Lars gets such a hard time from fans. Like, oh yeah. Oh, all right. Sorry. That's there. No, that's I, I, know, I know. I know. Yeah. Like. He's the backbone of that band. He is. Yeah. No, but like it's as an arranger, Lars is incredible. Mm. Like he's he and he does of the lot of them, he does the most work in the studio. Oh yeah. As well. For he, sure. Every video you see of them in the studio, Lars is there. You know, and he I've noticed it with drummers though, when you when you work with a drummer, they they're amazing for dictating a guitar piece without knowing how to play guitar. Mm. They'll be like, No, yeah, do that, but like move it 
can you move it up one or something like that? Like, yeah, that'd be stupid. Though. Oh, just try it. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what we needed to do there. You know, how did you know to yeah, do I that? Know, yeah. They're great at that. And Lars, like I see, like his, Phil has that. He can, he can now. Phil is actually quite a good guitar player now, but he he doesn't understand guitar. Mm. Like I, I I'm I'm quite a decent piano player, but I don't fucking understand how it works. At really? All. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I always thought you were a very talented uh, piano player. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but I don't understand you, it because okay. I taught myself, so I, I, I can play the way I play. Yeah. yeah but yeah, if, yeah, if someone, if someone said get up and play fucking keys on this door song, I wouldn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Um, Lars. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's an amazing arranger, and that, that's the thing. If Metallica had a gr- good drummer, they wouldn't sound like Metallica. No, they because wouldn't. I think the because like if if you listen to Meshuggah or you listen to Mastodon or Mastodon actually because um fucking Bron Daler is such a, an elaborate drummer the drums are center center stage most of the time because yeah. he puts a fill at the end of every phrase you know and it's insanely it takes up a lot of space in yeah, the mix, yeah you know and I think that what like I I did enjoy a lot of parts of that latest Mastodon record but I didn't like that album I thought it was overproduced. Yeah, I, th- there was something a very kind of, uh, I've always said this, is like, I don't like my metal too clean. I was like, I kind of mm. like a rustic kind of uh, grit to it almost. Yeah, and, yeah. and even if it's that kind of poppy stuff, like it's like uh, like metalcore or something like that, like something just a little more, you know, like uh, like not as harsh as thrash and stuff like that. I still like it a bit, but with the metal, with that. You uh, need to be able to hear the riffs. Yeah. Like there like, are riffs in the album, but you can't hear it. Because I don't know what, Sands of Time or some it. shit like that it was called. But Sands of Time. I don't know. Sands of Time. Sands of Prince of Persia. Is what oh, right. Oh, Sands of Time. But there's also a song called Sands of Time by an I by a, 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 a fucking rock band from Dublin called Ophelia's Wrath. That's you a heard great of them? name for a band. Ophelia's I've never Wrath. heard of them. They're these like. Okay, I have to check that out. Legends, afterwards. right? <laughs> these absolute legends. They're, you know, like. Blues Dads. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fergus actually got me one of their t-shirts for my <laughs> birthday. But they're like, they're gas. They're, okay, they're gas. Do you know, do you know your man, uh, Dave Riley? You're not on Guitarist Ireland, are you? No. Well, it's this guy who goes on Guitarist Ireland. His name's Dave Riley. I can't and play anything. I don't know if you're aware of there's that. There's a fucking guitar in the corner there. a bass there. guitar. And it can only do... Sorry, that's an instrument. It only, can only do Blink with 82 songs on it. Dude, there's some... Blink have some good bass lines. <laughs> I haven't played in years and then I have that... I bought that synth behind you as well ages ago. It's an Arturia. It's a Mini Brute. Yeah, Arturia, yeah. I sold one of them to you too. Did you actually? Yeah. They're class. Yeah. They're great. But um, I played it for ages and I, I used... When I was working in the shop. Like, yeah, yes, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not just off the back no. of the van. <laughs> Bono was there was a period where I was really really into noise like prurient and all this kind of stuff and I was playing just trying to make the noisiest shit possible and then just kind of like growling into a microphone and then really doing these two minute tracks and I remember showing it to Niall Donnelly actually and I was like he's like it is really good Barry he goes but who is this for Niall <laughs> he's like, from Monkey from, from Monkey yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like it's so harsh and angry and he goes you're not an angry person where is this coming from I was like I don't know to be honest I know, I know a guy I know a guy who is like the chirpiest dude in the world and he showed me his music before I'm not going to say who it is because yeah. okay, cause he's listening but I don't know if he's listening he'll know yeah. but he showed me his music he's really like upbeat dude you know yeah hey man what's the story dude sorry <laughs> By the way, if if if, if, like if, that, if Tubes is listening, it's not you, man. I know I did an impression <laughs> you, but it's not. It's actually not you. Um, but he showed me his music. It was the most unbelievably depressing thing I've ever heard in my life. It was. I was like, yeah, I can't, yeah, listen. And he's like, fucking kill me. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> well, he didn't say yeah, that, yeah, okay, but like, yeah. it was like really, really sad. And it was kind of awkward for me because I was like, where is this coming from? I was yeah. like, 
do you want to do that to tell me like <laughs> sort of fucking are you okay um but yeah oh was i talking talk about, still talk about, about mastodon and, Mast- oh yeah, yeah like yeah okay. it'd be great if the, you could actually hear the fucking riffs mm. because there's too much reverb bron does too much singing he yeah. does too much singing and brent is my favorite brent brent, brent is the worst singer of the lot but he has the best voice well i like troy's voice as a lot troy's yeah, yeah yeah no troy troy's yeah. great bron is a great singer he writes writes some good lines like like melodically but he repeats himself a lot he mm. really does and and i find that he feels that he has to sing on every track and I, I I don't like the great thing about Mastodon is that there is three voices yeah. you know there is three voices and, and you go between them and texturally they're all different like Troy sounds like a fucking pirate and then um, uh, uh, Braun has that sort of you know romantic fucking emo-y sort of voice yeah, yeah, yeah. and he can sing really high and then Brent just sounds like Whatever. no one in the fucking world. Have you seen that video where he had the throat infection? And he just oh, sounds, he sounds like, like a, a fucking, fucking pterodactyl. T-Rex. Yeah, pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pterodactyl is a, uh, I, I had an idea for a name, band name recently, and it was like PPPP. Okay. And it stands for the Psycho Pseudonomatic Pterodactyl. Now that is a name for a Yeah, PPPP. What type of music would you play? Uh, Yugoslavian balcony jazz. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but Brent is like, I think his voice is beautiful because like, and he writes amazing melodies. He, he's, he, he clearly puts a lot of time into writing melodies, which I think is one of the most important things you need to do. And it's the thing that people don't do. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, music is full of repetition melodically because melodies are fucking difficult to write. And they're intimidating to write. Um, and there's so much doubt that you experience when you're writing the melody from something. Mm. And it puts people off doing it or it makes people scrap the melody in the middle of it. And the amazing thing about that is that what you end up scrapping three hours later, could be. Could, could, no, like three hours later without listening to it, if you went back and listened to it, you'd be like, oh fuck, that's actually yeah, good. Yeah. Because there's like, there is an inertia that happens within your brain when you're when you're when you're writing the me- a melody that you just think that what you're doing is shit unless it's fucking stunning and um, you you just you'll just think it's shit and but i think that melodies that are carefully and elaborately discussed well not necessarily elaborately constructed but carefully and gently constructed are one of the most pleasurable things that you can listen to mm. if you hear a melody in something that doesn't sound like anything you've heard before um it's a real and I, yeah. I find that it's it's always a thing that I used to leave till the very end to write a melody but it's I t- I've, lately I've been going it's like pulling a fucking pulling a pull, yeah pulling a plaster off it's it's like just just get the melody done early and then then you can then you can then you can have your sweets you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so like it's 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 something that I think for me in songwriting the most pleasurable thing that can happen and the thing that I always feel like going for a pint after I do it is you you go okay I'm going to sit here and it usually takes this is getting quite specific but it can take between an hour and three hours to write a good melody sometimes you yeah. know unless you haven't already sometimes you write something and you can hear the melody immediately sometimes you don't and you need to force yourself to do it just to write the vocal melody mm. and there's nothing to me like putting the time into constructing a melody doubting myself towards the end of it going and doing something else for three hours until I forget 
what what it sounds like. Yeah. And sitting and listening to it then. With fresh ears. With fresh ears and feeling like I've never heard it before. And from time to time, I can listen and go, oh, it's actually not that good. (laughs) But more more often than not, if you put the work in, you come back and you listen to it with fresh ears and it sounds like something, nothing you've ever heard before. And that's exhilarating. And you walk around the fucking, you walk around, you sit on the toilet with the headphones on, <laughs> listen to the thing over and over again. You're like, I did that, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. a it's a real fucking disturbatory moment. But like, it's it it's a, I think it's really nice um, to do that. And I think that it is the most intimidating part of songwriting. Maybe other people think that other parts are, but I find it is the most intimidating part because there is no structure or rules or pe- everyone does it a different way. And some people just go with the first thing that comes into their head. And sometimes that is the right thing. But more often than not, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, we were talking, and that's where you get so many songs that are just boring because they don't have that little bit of coloring in them. Yeah, yeah. no, well, like I, it's the same. Like I remember when we were in college, uh, my tutor was like, "He's like, I know it's annoying because we'll get a notebook, and he goes and always trace down every idea that you have." And he goes, and I guarantee if he goes, if you go with your first idea, he goes, it's the shittest idea that you have because it came to you straight away, which means it's the most obvious solution. Yeah. So he's like, try, like sometimes it's not. Sometimes it, it does work. But nine times out of ten, you, 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 you work on it for ages and you just go, this is this is balls. This really yeah, is yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think with writing lyrics, it's similar as well, because I used to like when I was. When I was start, like I went through a period where I, would uh, you know, scat things out. And then just 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 develop the lyrics on whatever I'd scattered. Yeah. And that can be that can work sometimes. Um, but more often than not, you just turn into Bonnie Bear, right? <laughs> and I'm sorry for anyone who likes Bonnie Bear. I, I was big, I was hooked on Bonnie Bear for a long time. His songs don't mean anything. <laughs> he's he, he he's like, oh, look how many words he's invented in this. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. He fucking he had the song and he went, and he went, Oh, what does that say? Yeah, like, like I really like the creek, but I have no idea what it's about. Well, fucking down on, on, on the, the creek. creek. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember, remember something. <laughs> Heard the heron hurried away when first I preached that last Sunday. Like that does sound. That's that's pretty good. Like that's 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 a good. Well, that that's whole album, one. like that. I remember it was a, a point twenty two. I think it's called or something like that. Twenty two a million. Twenty two a million. I when it came out, like I got it for Christmas and I listened to it. I was like this is great, but I don't. I can't decipher what any really what any of these songs. They just sound. They're just nice songs. Like they are. No, yeah. they are beautiful songs. Yeah. And like they're like. I thought the last the last thing he did was really disappointing because because there was no effort put into making melodies and the he made oh it was it was like it was called fucking one point two point I don't know some <laughs> some some weird Bonnie Vare name you know um <laughs> you, what the fuck was it called also people like him have to stop hanging out with Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> It fucking ruins them. Like so, uh, it, you can't take someone seriously Kid, when you know they hang out with Kid fucking Cudi, Kanye West. Kid Cudi announced the other day that his next single is with Kanye West, but it's the last song that he'll ever have with Kanye West, which is saying a lot because he idolized Kanye. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I. I like. I think there's there's a lot of artists who move into that fe- friend group. Yeah. You know, like fucking James Blake. I thought James Blake was great when he lived in London and he was making weird shit. Yeah. And then he moved moved to Los Angeles and he, he got he, he's a pop star now. But he's not a pop star. He does his last album had a few pretty cool tracks. On but it. like the kind of the kind I just don't get the Kanye thing. I really don't. Like Zach tried to get me to listen to Donda and I think I got about an hour and a half in and went Zach, this is fucking terrible. And he goes, but it's and he's exactly goes, he's like, it's kind of genius though. I was like, it's kind of not. Like it's 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 not. And he was like, it kind of is though. If you just listen, it's very Kanye. I was like, that's not a. I hate when people say it's very Kanye. It's, it's, not necessarily a good thing. He's a very problematic person. Oh yeah, yeah, hugely <laughs> problematic person. Um, 
I I I don't know about Kanye West. I don't I don't not like his music. I I I think it's a it's pretty fucking bombastic. Like and every like I do listen to his records when they come out. They never they never move me. Yeah. But like you know, there's 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 interesting fucking sounds and frequencies on them and stuff. Not sure how much he how how much of that is his. I think he's. Yeah, but I think he must yeah. be a very good orchestrator and a very good arranger because mm. it's probably like. Rick Rubin is seen as one of the greatest producers in the world. He never touches a computer. You, Does like, he not? He just goes in. He goes more of this, less of that. Uh, how about you? How about you? How about you try and do it more like this? So he's not you? on the. Th- the no, he's not. He's not on the. Oh, he's, he's not. I no. never knew that. Well, I, I I've kind of I've been listening to a lot of Rick Rubin records the last while, um, just as a sort of palate cleanser because mixing at the moment and it's good to go back to Rick Rubin yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I wasn't always a fan of him because he he doesn't use any reverbs. He just everything is dry, and at, initially I thought that creates a sort of bit of a dead atmosphere sometimes. But what he does, or what his team does, um, in creating things texturally is like the way they layer. Like I was listening to Stadium Arcadium the other day, and uh, I think that like people have different opinions about that album. Um, I don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers at all. Do you not? <laughs> they drive me mad. I d- like I'm I'm not a big Chili Peppers fan. Um, but uh, that album, I think, you is know, that like, Can't Stop is on that album, isn't it? Or is no, that the it's one? By the way. Oh, by the way, yeah, um, yeah sorry. Yeah. Stadium Arcadium was the last album they released with John Frusciante before the one that just came out. Oh, right, okay, okay, okay. Um, did you just say K? Yeah, K-K? I did just say K. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, it's definitely getting cut. What John Frusciante <laughs> does texturally is amazing. Like he uses his his voice textually completely textually because he rarely sings any lines mm. he just puts the little falsetto stuff in the background and he he does beautiful guitar set textures and that whole album is full of gorgeously textured guitar parts they aren't they're, they're just they're not like just a big like you think of like how yeah, soon is now like the 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 and the snit song and that's just a lot of reverb and fucking if they're just like you know pan to the right or pan to the left and just layered guitars doing this this harmonized thing and no reverb at all but it's just a beautiful texture and mm. he just things with his voice as well but like um yeah rick rubin how was how did it get on to rick rubin i have no idea to be honest okay. it's just kind of it went from lars ulrich to lars uh, oh fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lars. it's fine it's a stream of consciousness uh, so. but yeah lars <laughs> he, he is a shit drummer he is a shit drummer but oh yeah yeah braun <laughs> yeah make braun uh, from Mastodon, <laughs> uh, he he's so center stage with the sound sometimes that you can't actually hear the guitars a lot of time, which is fine because he's such a great dr- drummer and he's in- inspired a lot of people. Um, but what like, Lars's drums leave uh, leave so much space for the riffs to be fucking huge. Yeah, you know. Um, in saying that, it would drive me fucking crazy if I was in a band with him. Oh, to work? No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Because like, not only not only is he not technically proficient. If you just watch a video of him just playing drums in the studio, it's it, he doesn't sound like he's ever played so drums before. Sloppy, yeah. It's awful. Like me, even not as a musician, sometimes we just see it and you just kind of and you can just see like there's so many clips of him hitting the drum and the drumstick just goes fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like, what is going now, on? he's 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 had some of the greatest drum sounds ever. Like the Black Album, the drum sound of the Black Album is fucking stunning. People shit on the Black Album. Like I said, like Metal Lisa does because oh, the Black Album is like the Black Album is fucking like sonically, it's, it's one, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and Master of the Puppets obviously is fantastic. Ride the Lightning as well is fantastic. I, I'd be now I'd be like I'd be between between Puppets and and Justice for for my favorite. Well, and Justice for All would be my favorite personally. Yeah, and then yeah. it, then right Have after. Have you listened Master. to and Justice for Jason? The I saw it on you. I've heard I heard because uh, one is my favorite Metallica song. Mm. I just absolutely adore it. Uh, next to nothing else matters. But um, 
which I know are both the biggest singles, but um, listen to it with the bass. And it's like, this is weird being able to hear the there's, bass. There's, the- yeah, so there's Injustice for Jason and there's Injustice for Jason 2. Injustice for Jason 2 was fucking incredible. Um, but like it is, like Injustice for All is a fucking great album, but it's hor- horrific to listen to because it's so horrendously produced. Yeah. <laughs> I, to a point that it's it's not enjoyable like at all. But apparently they were in t- they're in, they intentionally made his bass thing just as low as fucking possible. Just in, it's, it's not even, it's not, I don't even know if it's even there when you're it's listening not. to it. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, yeah. it's like, it's it's so low down that you, you, you can't hear it at all. Like, But apparently it was intentional, but Jason didn't know anything about it at the time. I, and I the, the producer didn't want it either, but it was Lars and I think James the royalty the checks minute. were kind of uh... yeah, 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 fucking hell. Um, yeah, but remember? yeah, uh, that, that's 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 what I was saying about Lars and whatever about fuck whatever I was trying to get about with, with Rick Rubin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what was the what was the fucking thing? Oh no! Oh, oh yeah, no, it was Bonnie Vare. Oh yes, okay, yeah, fucking <laughs> lyrics. But Bonnie Vare used to write really good melodies. And in his last record, the reason I didn't like it is because all the melodies were the same, and every song sounded the same as well. Mm. They were they all sounded like the same sort of gospel-y folk thing, um, and yeah, he got a bit, bit, uh, uh, what's the fucking word? Um, Lazy almost. Uh, no, um, with the production, it, it it felt like he was going more for a production style than a fucking album of music. Yeah, okay, I get you what know? you mean. Yeah. Um, the, the, like I saw a video of the way they were setting up the studio it was very convoluted and you know it's like you know, this is a very expensive uh, way of producing music and it's like well then don't do it we've got this Dex that's the way the, uh, the, uh, the length of a house like yeah, you know <laughs> yeah it's like yeah well basically the way we get this guitar sound is we put the guitar on top of a cabinet <laughs> and then we turn the heat up really loud yeah and then we get four uh, four Filipino monks to sit in the corner <laughs> and pray and then we Push the cabinet into the monks, and <laughs> then we play the guitar. That's how we like, get that guitar sound. I remember, like, just uh, like I do love watching the videos of some bands set up how they record. Now I do find it interesting, but yeah. when they're not being pretentious, but like, but yeah. like you see it a couple. I remember one who was watching Trivium do um, what album was it? Uh, in waves. In waves. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they were going on about how they set up the the mics. No, the, the, for the for the they set up the drum. The drums took three days to tune. But they did it, and I was just like, three days seemed fucking excessive as, f-. but they do sound amazing on it. But they did it in just kind of like, just move the mic here, just move the mic here. There was none of this kind of like, it has to be in this corner of the room. And then yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. you watch like, you watch Linkin Park, and you're like, like, I love Linkin Park. I yeah. still, still, but I remember watching them record a bit, and it was very, they got very into just, you know, it has to be done this particular way and rigid and all. And it's like, just that fuck chill around. Out. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Chilled out, yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah. It's it should be like the the process of recording should be enjoyable. Yeah, it should it be. Should, like, it, it, it's like I remember that Hot Sprockets' first album has something beautiful written on the bottom of it. In, on the back, if you look, turn to the back, it says like the the RPM and stuff on it, and then underneath it says to be listened to in the same manner it was recorded. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't I, that, that that's very nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I might be paraphrasing there, but it's 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 pretty much that's what pretty it says. Much that, yeah. yeah. Um. But yes, yeah, so like Bonnie Vera, uh Oh yeah, sound and out vocals. So, so he <laughs> in his first two records, if you look at the lyrics, they don't make any sense, right? Right. It's like, oh, but maybe like it's, it's definitely like symbolism. He probably means yeah. no. He doesn't mean anything. He's just late. <laughs> he's a lazy fucking he, lyrics man. I really hope I don't do well and meet him someday. <laughs> Because I would be genuinely I, starstruck I, if I did I, meet him. Somehow, well, I, <laughs> he has great, written some of the most beautiful music. It'd be great for him to listen to this as well, but I don't yeah. think he's going <laughs> to... Well, I, 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 uh, I, I do he think... Might, he has written you. some of the most beautiful music of the last 20 years. 100%. Yeah. Um, but he's lazy at writing lyrics. And that's his downfall for me. 
Um, and also the fact that he started hanging out with Kanye West. And that's the thing. If you get like a really earthy, you know, what he re- represents to people is go live in the woods and it's fine. Yeah. You know, Kanye West does not fit into that picture. <laughs> you know, he doesn't, you know. It's an odd pairing. I like that. There are two worlds, you know, I've, I've trouble with fusion sometimes. Um, I think people should leave trad music alone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some people, some bands do well, like, oh, the right, so there's, there's, there's well. two. Oh, the Scratch, well, yeah. Scratch one of the best bands in yeah. the world, you know, but that's, sorry, yeah, actually, you know what, I take back what I said There's about... There's Trad Metal as well, which is really good. Well, that's... Well, I that's, suppose it's, that's, it's, that's kind of, yeah. That's, what, what, what the Scratch do, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's Fusion, I think it's... Oh, no, it probably is, it just, yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's, they, they are melodically Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their guitar style is, you know, it's, it's its own thing, it's, mm. it's fast and it's thrashy and, um, I don't think they're parody in any way I find Fusion no. can often be parody like if you think of like Flog and Molly or something like that yeah and, uh, they're a great band no they are a great what's band the other one um, shipping off to Boston Dropkick uh, Drop Murphys. Murphys yeah, yeah. they're classes <laughs> they are pretty good to be fair <laughs> but it's uh, uh, like Trad is beautiful the way it is you know yeah. and uh, I, I find when, when, when worlds collide in music it can create really nice things and it can, re- can create new metal you know I, look, I'm not an apologist, <laughs> but but I, there are there is some new metal. Like I love Deftones. Deftones are fantastic, but yeah. they hate being called new metal. I know that's the thing. They're not. <laughs> they like, hate being yeah. called. They're the somewhere same, like Corn or new metal, but like they they don't like. I always associate new metal with the rapping. Is yeah, the, my of kind of thing. But Corn don't really. I can't remember who I was watching being interviewed. But they said that new metal took metal and hip hop and took the 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 the, the least appealing yeah. elements of both of them. <laughs> Like they took the fucking ju- just just the fucking uh, the shitty groove of of of, uh, of metal and like just the heavy guitars and no, none of the the beautiful stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then they just took the misogyny out of fucking hip hop, <laughs> <laughs> put it into one. Uh, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, uh, I do have quite a few new. I was I was big, but new metal was kind of my introduction. Like Linkin Park and then uh, Papa Roach were my two very big introductions into music. But I kind of moved away from it a little bit. I watched a little documentary on pa- Papa Roach recently. They put up a thing about when they were recording them. Um, Infest. Taking my house, taking my sofa. That's not Papa Roach. What's it called? Taking my house, taking my sofa. No, it's like losing losing my... Losing shit. my sight, losing my mind. Last Resort. Last Resort, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because it's, it's, it's 20 years old now, I think that's on as... Yeah, well, they put it. They like they've started. I don't know who they are, they but they, re- they're following they me. They remixed it with it with another rapper. As for a new generation, I was like, lads, that song's actually quite problematic in today's song because it's about slitting your wrists. Like, it's about committing suicide, is what that song Last Resort, cut my life into pieces. This is my last. No! (laughs) (laughs) What would be the last resort? How about you just get the Uh, shitty pizza place? We'll just do fucking Domino's. No, it's about committing suicide. Right, yeah. That's very sad, isn't it? It's a very dark Why song. Why are they writing but songs like that? But it's kind of like, like the way they blood. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is my last resort. Like, it's, it's, I remember listening to it recently. It's like, that, hey, that song has not aged well. And as a hu- I was a huge fan of them. Um, It's not aged well. It's a good, it's still catchy as fuck. Like, I can't believe you thought it's that was great. Gonna, it's a great riff. It's a great riff. the riff is stolen. Oh, really? Well, yeah. he, he wrote it on piano. Yes, he the did write it on piano. Yeah, he's a very good piano player, yeah. It's funny, Papa Roach are one of those bands that um, I always say with drummers, if if you're listening to like rock stuff that has a bad drummer, um, it kind of ruins everything that's going on, in my opinion. Like a- you just don't have that absolutely. punchiness to it. Absolutely, yeah. And it's very apparent on 
the Paramore Sessions, which is their fourth album, where it's their day. Now, their drummer Dave, he's not a bad drummer, but just on that album, they were doing way too much cocaine. Like they were, okay, they, yeah, were yeah. they went to this Paramore Mansion, which I think is where Slipknot recorded the Subliminal Verses. Yeah, it's um, uh, fucking. It's in, oh, it's no, in no, it's where they it's where they recorded Iowa. Iowa, sorry, yeah. yeah. But um, they like they were. Jacoby Shaddix was asked, "What's his favorite? What was the inspiration?" He goes, "Cocaine." And but on that, and then that album, they were saying that the drumming got sloppy. And then with the new lives, eventually they they booted him and got a different guy. But the, when like if I, someone said that album was like 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 cocaine was the inspiration, that yeah, was just you know a, it's not a good album. Like that's just <laughs> well, it's 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 like it it you know what it is. What it's a standard, sort of inspiration it's, is that? It's a standard hard rock album. It's riffs, 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 and then you get your, you get your three ballads. That's yeah. you know. But um, it's one of those albums that when I come back and listen to it with a new ear, because I just listen to like Buck Cherry. Uh, Pop Roach all those type of bands and then yeah. I saw Book Cherry before but I saw Book Cherry before they were great um, it was in Wheelands no it was in Download oh and right, they were very right. good very very good it was piss and rain they had the whole crowd mosh pit and mud pits it was great but uh, when you listen to it now the drumming's just not good on it and you can hear it but it's just it's it's just like it's so sloppy and yeah. you're like you're ama- I'm amazed that when you're listening to it that it was actually that nobody went who's your favourite drummer oh fucking good question I don't know actually to be honest I do. I oh, I don't fucking know. That's a really good question. I'll have to think mm. about it now. To be honest, I'll come back to you. Yeah. I don't really know. I was gonna say the drummer for Death Heaven's really like what he does is amazing, but then I don't know his fucking. I can't. His name escapes me now. Oh, there's a Dave Lombardo is brilliant. Dave, like, Dave, Dave Lombardo is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I'm not a big Slayer fan, but like some of the songs that he drums on are just fucking just so punishingly brilliant. Yeah. I think is is Dave Lombardo on God Hates Us All. I don't know. Is God hates hates us all a supergroup? It's no. It's a it's a um, it's a fucking Slayer album. Oh, the Slayer album. Fuck. Sorry. It came out on nine eleven. Did it? Yeah. Came out on. God, 9/11. Oh, is that the one with Bloodline on it, or is that called Bloodline? It's, it has um. It has God hates us all. It has Threshold, which is one of my favorite songs. It has a couple of other. It's a br- it's a brilliant album, but apparently yeah. you say to Slayer fans like that's not the best Slayer album. Rain of Blood is the best Slayer. I album. I've, <laughs> I've had time with Slayer. Like I like I like I like some Slayer. Like I I, I used to really like seasons in the abyss when i was growing up mm. um lately i've been trying to get into them like not lately maybe like a year or two ago i tried to get into them again and uh it, it's just not happening for me like i like angel of death and they're also and very edgy they're kind of like you know the whole angel I, I don't i don't believe them what? you know yeah, because you, yeah, meet, yeah. you talk you, you watch interviews with uh with uh with, with, yeah with Catholic. he's the fucking soundest <laughs> guy in the world hey, did you ever see the interview where he's interviewed by like, kids and he goes you have to come closer to my ear and he's wearing like this big just dad jumper yeah, and it's yeah, just like yeah. you do, do you even like you know like, the, the, the type of music you play like, I do think he's a great representation about how metal yeah. people can be just like normal people but he was he was interviewed about God hates us all and he was like he's like God doesn't hate you all God loves all <laughs> of you and you're just like then why are you singing it he goes he goes they're not like my lyrics he goes Carrie wrote those do you know he's all oh, right yeah 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 and he's like but like, you king is one yeah. of the worst guitar players in the world is he man. a bad is, te- is he a technically bad player is he i just th- uh, if you, like if you <laughs> him he, and his fucking it's giant his guitar chains. solos that are just fucking horrendous it's always the same solo it starts with like a, <laughs> i wish there was a guitar here that I could explain it. <laughs> like an out of tune no get the out of tune thing that's cool <laughs> and then <laughs> and just, just, just nothing. He's not playing anything, you know. Um, if people give out about Kirk Hammett, actually, Kirk Hammett, I need to stop talking about Metallica. Wow! But he, <laughs> he, he just released a fucking single. No, he didn't. Did he actually? He just released a single, and it's really good. <laughs> Is he singing on it? No, it's instrumental. Oh, wow. orchestral guitar. It's. I gotta give it a, I'll really. Give it a buzz. It's really good. Mm. It's really, really good. Yeah, he's releasing an EP on on Record Store Day. 
Kurt oh, Hammett is releasing an EP I'm on Record Store Day. And an instrumental as well, so it should be... Oh, yeah, really it's really good. Uh, like, the it, the song is called... Uh, low, high... High... Rock, the, the song has a name. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, High Plains Who would have thought the song like has that. a name? Yeah. Oh, I um, like Bill Ward, by the way, if we're thinking about drummers. Oh, Bill Ward, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, who was, who was uh, fucking... Um, who's, who, oh, oh, yeah, Slayer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, like he is he is a good example of that, you know. But, like, again, metal being on the spectrum of can be theatrical, can be just... Yeah. Can be expressive, can be just, you know... Kooky. Kooky, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, let's write a song. Like, you know... <laughs> getting fucking eaten by a bat or something there's this have you ever the heard the anti-Ozzy Osbourne yeah. <laughs> sack blabbeth have you seen this <laughs> oh have you ever heard the band um, oh what are they called um, uh, Black Sabbath they're, um, oh they're the fucking the Beatles no it's Black Sabbath but it's it's all the songs are about uh, uh, McDonald's stuff <laughs> Mac, Mac Sabbath Mac no. Sabbath is what they're called and your Mac, was, yeah, your Mac was all dressed as Ronald McDonald uh, Mac Sabbath you have to get but all their songs are just it's all Black Sabbath songs but they're just changed to be about uh, eating Mcdonald's um, they're fantastic right, <laughs> I highly I'm recommend 100% <laughs> highly recommend watching that and if one more drummer he doesn't have a name because nobody in the band has a name but the drummer from Magla MGLA from their band from Ukraine now Apparently they're a white nationalist band. I don't know for sure, but uh, he's a very good drummer. <laughs> I love um, <laughs> again I love black fucking... metal being very problematic. That's one of the aspects. Like it, they do, yeah, have this absolutely, kind of, yeah. Oh, no, like, do, you do black metal. You have to be careful. Like, I like, went to a mayhem tribute night. Oh Jesus, yeah. And you, when you're there, you're like looking at looking around at everyone. You're like, I'm sure some of these people just like black metal, but I'm sure there's definitely a few bad eggs well, here. Like, do you know? I remember being at um, a black metal show in. Paris and I was seeing Maul who are this kind of um, black you know shoegazy black, black yeah. they're one of my you, they're fantastic hijack yeah, yeah. them out they're absolutely amazing really beautiful music like but it, so this was all it was kind of a black gaze night it was all that kind of stuff like death I was seeing death heaven the night after so mm. it was all this kind of like death heaven kind of kind of stuff that just happened to be in Paris because it's where it originated Alceste were like the first kind of band to do the black metal and they're from yeah, yeah. France anyway so I was out having a smoke and I have that jacket with all the patches on it and there's mm. a at the gates patch on the back of it. I might have told the story in the podcast, but anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, this guy comes up and he goes, I love at the gates. He goes, I fucking love at the gates. And I was like, cool, man. And he's like, are you here on your own? I was like, yeah. And he goes, that's my friend. So we started chatting. We were chatting for about a half an hour. The gig hadn't, the gig had just started. I think the first band was done. And, and then chatting for about a half an hour. And anyway, this lad comes, this guy comes through into the smoking area who happens to be black. And your man just goes, <sighs> what the fuck is he doing here? And I went, what? And he was like, what the fuck are they? And the hard R and all. And he was like, and I was there going, and it's the first time I've ever experienced like proper, proper ra- racism. racism. You kind of get the casual racism stuff. You yeah, know. you get, you get imper- like In, unknowingly impertinent yeah, racism. But this was like direct hard R and all. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And I was kind of trying to get the smoke into me as quickly as possible. And he was like, uh, he's like, he's like, they have their music. We have our music. Metal is our music. And I was like, Oh, you are literally every stereotypical—the stereotype that nobody wants in this community oh. whatsoever. And then at the end, I was like, "I think the next band's on." He goes, "I don't hear any music." I was like, "No, well, you're deaf," and just walk, just had to walk in. It was it free, and then happened to be talking to the guy. The next, the guy was at Death Heaven. We became friends. His name's Kevin. Oh, that's <laughs> had good. a great time. Did you tell him that story? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he was from Philadelphia. He was a lovely really? guy. Really? Yes, all the way from Philly to see uh, to see Death. Where Heaven. was that? In Paris. In Paris. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, no, it, 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 it can be like that. Like when you, when you go to a, a really heavy gig, 
there are people yeah. who need it you know yeah, to or, be kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. the same like I have like a couple of CDs by Drudica there who are an ama- again another band from Ukraine and they're fucking amazing they have a song called The Cursed Son which part one and part two fantastic mm. but supposedly they have ties to white national and I'm just like oh, can I listen to it now do you know like, I loved it so much didn't know anything about them just mm. happened to see you know best black metal albums of the year and but now I'm just like, ah, you fucking, you ruined it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks for asking though. Yeah, my, my favorite drummer is probably Zach Levine from oh, Pine so, Grove. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I just want to put it out there because he's fucking, doesn't get enough I'm credit. I'm so like sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just trying to think, we've been chatting for an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Dang, <laughs> I didn't think so either. Uh, we can do the quick fire thing or we can finish up depending on your time. Just do the quick fire thing. Do the quick fire yeah. thing. Okay. Um, so again, these are the questions that I normally ask you if I was drunk in a bar with you. So what was the first and last albums you bought? First album I bought was, um, uh, well, I thought it was Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Oh, that'd be a great one. I bought it in the pound shop in, Bal- in Balbriggan. I don't um, think it was something else. Well, I was listening to it for years. But like, you know, well, at, at the time, years was like, I was probably listening to it for about a year and yeah. I loved it. And uh, it probably, I think it cost me like a euro in the pound shop. <laughs> and uh, it was maybe 10. And I remember then a few years later, hearing Paranoid or hearing War Pigs or one of the songs yeah. in it and being like that doesn't sound like the the, the <laughs> studio version and it turned out I've been listening to a covers oh, band no. <laughs> <laughs> a covers band playing Paranoid oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. yeah I saw that I, I was home recently do you know what the name of the band was by any chance I have no, idea. no idea I have no idea no. I can remember what the cover looked like though. Okay. and I should have known when I, like, yeah. the cover was like, <laughs> like the, you know the guy with the, the pink kind of thing going to the side well it didn't look like yeah, that okay. anyway, but, yeah that was the first record and then I, I, I remember the day I bought Ride the Lightning as well oh um, right yeah and I'm actually wearing a Ride the Lightning t-shirt today oh wait I'm wearing a Fade to Black t-shirt no it's um, Ride the Lightning Says right the line on oh, the sleeve. Oh, the black on the back. Oh, you've been looking at my front for the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thanks, Kyle Walsh, for getting me this for Christmas as well. Um, uh, yeah, I remember buying... I remember going to meet a friend of my dad's. Oh, well, well, hang on. I wasn't going to meet a friend of my dad's. Yeah, that sounds yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my dad bring me to meet a friend of his. <laughs> and uh, his friend was was American. Well, sorry, he's, he was Irish. We lived in America. And I remember he gave me $20. And I was like, oh, that's so cool and useless. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Now I have to like, go to the bank. Yeah, and I bought Ride the Lightning with the money. Um, I think I bought it on top on. For some reason, I feel like I bought it on Moore Street, but I don't understand. I don't think there's in. No, I bought it in Drogheda. I don't know where I bought it. It doesn't matter. Next question. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the last album you bought? Oh, that's embarrassing. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, last album I bought um, was a friend of mine's album um, called Neil. Uh, and he put out an album of um, uh, solo traditional guitar music. Oh, lovely! Um, last like vinyl I bought was uh, I haven't bought any like hard hard copies of anything in like a, a year or two. But oh, actually no! Like technically, the last album I bought was I I, I get my dad CDs for Christmas every year, and this year I got him uh, uh, fucking. Um, uh, what's it called? Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills and Nash. Or as I like to call them, Crosby and Stills and Nash and Young. <laughs> I don't get that reference. Oh, right. Well, it's just because I call it Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. <laughs> so it's funny when you say Crosby and Stills and Nash just and Young. Just make it just as yeah. long as possible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a funny joke. <laughs> 
I get my dad CDs for Christmas every year as well because he always asks for them and then he plays them in his car and then you'll find that like the CD case is smashed oh, and, the C- and the CD's same. down the side and you're just like, yeah. why do you make me buy them? You don't take care of them. The first year I, the first year I did it, I tried to like, I was like, oh, I'll get him one record, that he, one CD that he likes and one CD that he's never heard but it'll like, get him into it. Yeah, so yeah. I got him like, I think the first year I got him like, Animals by Pink Floyd and then I got him like fucking Kid A oh wow okay yeah and uh he never listened to it he never listened to it <laughs> once my mom took it my mom started listening to it now she loves kid a um uh, uh controversial point kid a is a bit overrated never mind <laughs> speaking of one of my uh, favorite bands but yeah did you see Charles Gambino claiming that because the internet is the okay computer of the of hip-hop he he self-proclaimed that he self-proclaimed that he interviewed himself and that was one of the things he said he also said that Atlanta is better than the Sopranos which it's just it's they're I two completely the different type of sh- oh well I watched the Sopranos so they're two they're not even remotely similar so I don't know how you no, can compare I think Atlanta's great oh, Atlanta's brilliant I think it's it, very it good. definitely it, it's not I don't think it's perfect but I think it is great and yeah. I think his music is has its moments mm. um, he's got some, he's, he's some, got some fucking great songs he's got some stinkers as well yeah, yeah yeah I don't I think his music lacks consistency into like generically and is that the word, right word for that just gen- generic generically mean like in terms of g- genre g- g- like generically yeah like so yeah. something is generic it's genre defined we'll roll with it anyway um and i i find it hard to, to keep concentrating on it is that like it's 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 good like and i think he i think he i don't think he understands being a musician very well <laughs> i think he's like oh yeah well i'll show like i'll flex and i'll, I'll show like i can do rock and i can do hip-hop and i can do r&b yeah. and i can do uh fucking trance or whatever that that's just annoying but there's so <laughs> many the r&b album there's so many songs in it that are completely li- they're lifted from 1960s and 1970s funk and oh um, yeah like, like completely there's li- bands like, that do you know what? david bowie used to do that a bit as well like mm. he, he'd kind of pick um, he'd kind of go well, I'm going to do something like this now um, so that was more fantastic impression uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I, 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 I kind of get I, like it, I think it's generally a lot of the time the signs of someone who didn't start out as a musician they started out something else when they get into music and they try loads of different styles and stuff rather than going I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to develop it yeah 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 you know, um, so I, I think that's my pop, the problem that I have with Charles Gambino. Now, because of the internet. You know, you wrote a script for that. You wrote a whole film script. That sorry, I'm thinking of, I, sorry, it wasn't because You're of thinking of Awaken think, My Love. No, I think. I'm take, thinking of Camp. Uh, camp. Yeah. No, Camp, no, uh, camp was more so. Camp was. See, camp was, the, like, I like, I like. Yeah, Camp's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Awaken My Love, Awaken My Love. I, I, I hated that album. I, I've never been like I can never remember the name of that album because it doesn't fucking make any sense why it's called that but there's a song on it that I think it's called Mama or something there's a song on it yeah that it's is, a rock song no 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 there's one song on it that is like it's like it's like uh, it's about going to oh California oh right yeah, that yeah. it comes after and Zach gave me this theory that it comes after two of the best songs on the album that it, it's a troll song because it's so intentionally shit and annoying that it's like why is this when the track listing has been so good, so good, so good, and then there's this this one, and then the next one that comes after it is Mama, I think, and it's like I think why I think this... Zach's reading too much okay. into that there. Well, I think Zach's. I you think can it's take probably it up just with a him. shit song. <laughs> Record's just a shit song, and he he, he, he needed an excuse. He's like, oh yeah, that's what... like obviously you say it's shit on purpose. No one writes a fucking song that's shit on it's purpose. It's pretty bad though. Like it's really bad. That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. Um. um uh, well, the, the next song, uh, the next question, sorry, would be uh, if you were to collaborate. Actually, do you do you actually ask people this this in nightclubs? No. What was the last question you asked me? 
what was your first and last album that you last bought? Last album I bought. Oh yeah, I didn't answer that, did I? You oh did yeah, answer well, it. I did. Yeah, did, that. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't. I just it's just what I, I it's just what buying, I say in the interview. <laughs> I remember buying. Uh, I remember buying uh, the that last Arctic Monkeys album that came out was that was like fucking four years ago. <laughs> oh, oh the, I, I the, the hotel boy. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tranquility Base Tran- and yeah. Hotel and Casino. Yeah, because I, I listened to that when it came out drunk with Dan, um, at night like it came out at midnight or something we were like oh you could go home isn't that new fucking music and i just thought it was class so i was like i'm gonna fucking buy the record Do you know it's week. funny i don't like the art of monkeys and i loved that album oh, and then friends funny. of mine who were huge arcade monkey fans hated that arcade album. monkeys the arctic fire <laughs> the arctic fire is a fucking cool name arctic fire That's is also actually a pretty cool name. the same way arctic monkeys is. it is yes yeah arctic fire uh, it also sounds like a fragrance <laughs> <laughs> Arctic what would that smell a fragrance like? for idiots. <laughs> <laughs> a fragrance for oxymorons. <laughs> oh, do you want to go in business? 50-50 What's your idea? I okay. feel bad taking. I don't know. 60-40 Um but yeah, I bought that. I remember buying the Voids record. Um and I buy I buy a lot of CDs and records in charity shops. Yeah, well, yeah. So, but I wasn't counting them. But the last one that I've gone, I'm gonna buy this record and go out and buy it. Um yeah, it might have been the voice, and otherwise I'm just like in charity shop and be like, oh, I've never heard that. See that? Yeah, I like yet. it. I remember being in a. Oh, like, oh River Dance recently. Uh, oh, really? On vinyl. I say it sounds amazing. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, because my I, don't, I need to need to find my charger for my record player. <laughs> I remember. Like, do you, have you ever heard a band called Typo Negative? Yes. Yeah, I yes. I'm obsessed uh, with Typo Negative. Peter Peter P- Steele, P- Green yeah. uh, the Green Giant, as he was known. Yeah, yeah. yeah fucking yeah. six foot seven. Yeah. Only person I've seen that plays a bass that makes it look like a child. I've toy seen his. I've seen his Willie. How have you seen his willy? He, he got, he got, he got, he, he got his lad out for for Playgirl or something. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. okay. He also used his asshole as a album cover. <laughs> and it's called The Origin of Feces, which is their first album. That's I think amazing. it's his. I think it's his asshole because he was like, "Fuck the record label." So that was just what they did. Pretty funny, but I I love them. But they have an album that I, oh, what the hell is it called? It has Christian Woman on it. It's very, anyway, basically, it's always impossible to get any of their albums on vinyl. And if you do get them on vinyl, they're like fucking 70 quid because it's been out of print for ages. Yeah, yeah. And I was in a charity shop and it was, I was with my friend Chloe who has no idea who they are. And I remember taking it and going, holy shit. It was unopened, still packaged, like still plastic wrapped and everything, brand new gatefold album. And it was 20 quid. And I was like, they don't even know what they have. They've got gold here. <laughs> and, and Chloe's they just like, care, Chloe, like, Chloe's like, like I haven't a fucking clue. Yeah. She goes, who the fuck are typo negative? And I was like, you'll see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a bit, it's like, we used to, we used to do it sometimes if you like, if you'd be going recording or something, you go into a charity shop and go like, right, what are we going to listen to on the trip? And just pick you out just pick random yeah. shit. Just random shit. Like singles, like by fucking country western artists and stuff. Most of those, right? So like HMV used to have the three for 12. So I pick, I used to go in, I'd pick out every week, I'd pick out two albums that I knew and one album that I didn't. And you'd find some great stuff. You'd also find a lot of wank, yeah. but you would find great stuff. It's how I got into Godflesh, actually, who are one of my favorite bands. Godflesh? You've never listened to Godflesh? Oh, fucking, I heard that name. In Godflesh, the they're days. an industrial UK band. They were set up by J.K. Flesh, who set up, who's one of the original members of Napalm Death. They're okay, yeah, most yeah. Nihil- they're the only the, the, people always go like, does heavy metal not make you singer angry? Napalm Death again? Where's, um, where's Barney, uh, Barney Green, I think, is the Simpson is the singer in. Uh, yeah, Barney, Barney, yeah, Barney. Yeah, so he's, he's called Barney because he fucking used to pass out, and when they tried to try to put him to bed, they couldn't pick him up because he was so heavy. That's the reason. Oh, like Barney Rubble. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> like. What's but, that have yeah. to do with the purple dinosaur? No, no, no. <laughs> um, but uh, he, uh, no, Godflesh are, I mean, but they're the most nihilistic, but, but I always say like, metal does not make me angry, but the only band who I actually get kind of like, when I'm listening is Godflesh. They're okay. just the most nihilistic, kind of just very sparse production. It's yeah. just, it's just weird. Metallica once described them as the heaviest band in the world. 
They toured with Metallica in the 90s, I think, in the early 90s. Late 90s, sorry. I wonder who the heaviest band in the world is. There's like a lot of difference. Well, it depends on what you like. Because I remember having it sounds weird, but like you know, four o'clock in the morning. I think that what makes a band really heavy is the lyrics. Well, well, I think in my opinion, it's ly- it's li- lyrics and intent, as in like intent. so like for yeah. me, like we were. I was listening to the band called Tripticon, who are members of Celtic Frost, like Thomas Warrior. They're like they their song uh, "Tree uh, Trees of Suffocating Souls." In my opinion, is one of the heaviest songs ever made. But my friend would be like, he's like, no. Trees of Suffocating Souls. It's a brilliant album. Mel- Melina Cosmata, it's a fantastic album. I, I advise you Send to- Send me on that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. But I, I think it's one of the most heaviest albums ever made. They're not the heavy. It's one of the heaviest, but just the way that it sounds. But my friend was putting on like a grindcore album, like yeah. uh, like an on off rock or whatever. And I was just like, he's like, this is heavier. And it's like, but there's nothing evil about that. There's yeah. no like evil intent. I was like, this album is just made to be foreboding and uncomfortable and but it's slow mm. and he's like i still think it's this and i was like there's different levels in my opinion that's something that's just fast that's, and just yeah, is not it's not heavy no, no, like no and that's the thing like you, you, people who who start playing in metal bands like yeah yeah that's what i mean i don't i think it's something that to like like it's it, it's it's part of the art of metal is that you know how can we make this heavier yeah you know and there's so many ways of doing it and there's so many ways of making it less heavy accidentally mm. um, and sometimes it's pace you know like sometimes the faster something is the heavier it is sometimes most often most it's the not. slower yeah it's the slower the ones slower yeah. that's what doom metals fu- like yabber was fucking insanely heavy but not yeah. but they're not like it's not scary but they're just like it just feels like someone is just dropping a weight on you but very slowly doing I it I find that like <laughs> Uh, tempo changes not time signature changes tempo changes can can, can mm. really fucking uh, yeah, yeah. intensify a song like, like if if the, if the song's already slow and then they do a tempo drop to make it slower what is that there's a band the, in, in have you ever heard the Converge song Sad, the Sadness something what they do is they just play a normal riff and it goes dun 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 and then it just gets faster but they do it like seven times I think but each time they do it it gets faster faster yeah and it's so but the, the lyric is just the, the the riff is just dun 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 but yeah. it starts up very slow and the more they do it by the end of it you're like this is it's just it's crazy it just feels crazy heavy there's, and all they're doing is just upping just the tempo open it, yeah by, by like a little bit each time incrementally there's each time. two irish metal bands who have some of the um heaviest songs i've ever listened to me well, like one of them is Grey Stagger. Oh, Grey Stagger. Balls. Really? Oh, Grey Stagger. Like, I had them on the podcast and it was That's for me. That's a beautiful t shirt. Oh, yeah, they're gorgeous. But I had them on the podcast and for me, it was like having fucking like Full of Hell or something. I was such a big fan. And wow. I, at the very beginning, I was like, lads, I'm just really, I'm really nervous about having you guys on there. It's like, oh, shit. Cool, where are man. they from? They're, oh, where are they from? They play, like, I don't know. I don't actually know where they're, they're a fantastic band. They're, they're playing Dublin every so often. Oh, but, uh, uh, yeah, well, I'll, and, I'll have a listen. And the other one, uh, Zora, who you probably Zora, yeah, Zora yeah, are Zora, fucking yeah, Zora disgustingly heavy. Like, they're class. I don't know where they're from, but there's a band called is it 7.5 Tons of Beard. I've never <laughs> heard of them now, to be honest. They have a song called The Fear, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> but the end, the outro, and it has a, two, has a two-part headbang to it. Two parts. It's so slow that it takes <laughs> like two whole headbacks to get through. They do it and you, they have a video of them and it's like, it looks like it's in slow motion, but it's not just so, so fucking slow. doomy. Um, that's one of the heaviest songs. Now, but it's been years since I've heard that and my ear has changed now. Like, yeah. Um, and uh, Elankis had a lot of fucking really heavy songs. You they, worked with some of the members, didn't you, for recording some yeah, music? Yeah, yeah. Robin and, and Rory played uh, played drums and bass on my solo career yeah they yeah, nice. yeah and uh 
Yeah, I I I I I was big into them um when they brought out uh Over the Fire Under the Smoke and then when I started working in Music Maker, uh Robin worked there, the bass player, and I didn't realise it was him and then like <laughs> Dave Newell was like, Oh you're about you boys about Alankus Yeah. Like, I love Alankus <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them probably 10 times. I've never seen them before, believe oh, it or not. I need to go oh see them. fucking yeah. lord. They're one of the best bands. In, they're one of the best heavy bands in the world. Like, And their music is just, is just fucking incredible. Um, have you ever heard of a band called um, Altar of Plagues? The band from Cork. They I broke have up, heard of They them. broke up years ago. Yeah, yeah, their album With Teeth and Glory is easily one of the most uh, uncompromisingly uncomfortable metal albums I've ever heard. And God alone get their name from them, I think. Uncompromisingly uncomfortable. It's funny that that sounds... Great. Great. <laughs> you know, like it's funny that sounds... Oh, there's a song called it. A Burnt Year, which I remember the first time I heard it, it was the first time I ever was genuinely scared of a song. It's something about it. It's like, because it's, it's like, it's not industrial. There's kind of, there's a lot of harsh noise elements to it, but it's black metal and there's a couple of, like screamo stuff in it as well. But like, it's a song about a guy's child dies and then they're at the funeral and they're like lighting pyres and it's just these gods dancing around the coffin what's and all. that called it, it's called the burnt years the name of the song but the album is wow. it's a te- uh, it's yeah with teeth and glory that's another thing that annoys me when people don't take the time to name something properly what that's such an amazing name i know? actually was listening to an interview with you today and you were complimenting this as well just how fucking lazy some really? people get with naming stuff on um i and i completely agree with you no give it a proper fucking name like what interview was that it was the one you were going on about you named the song brendan vale because you like to give your songs nail names after males Oh no! It's just name. I just like to give them names. Names, yeah, yeah, yeah but like, yeah. Good, yeah, but you put effort into actually naming the fucking thing. Like, I don't know what interview that was, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Brendan Vale, fucking uh, that was just a house. Oh, that's a really bad name, right? What? Should I tell this story? Maybe I should. No, because that would give away where somebody lives. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I got the name. Basically, what I what I'll say is I got the name from a house that I saw because I, I oh, really? I've written the riff for Brendan Vale and I had it down in my phone as Brendan Gleeson because I just had a kind of yeah, yeah. Brendan Gleeson vibe of it. And <laughs> whatever that means, yeah, yeah. it's just it's but, funny. I don't know what that means, but I also know exactly what <laughs> yeah, that means yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um. I, and I, I was out for a walk and I just walked by this house that was called Brendan Vale yeah. was, or it was a gate so I didn't, wasn't sure what was behind it and I was like oh, that's a beautiful name I was like I'm going to name that song that <laughs> and anyway I'm worried now that someone who lives in that house might know about the song and thinks I'm a soccer and no. I think that's possible though from what I've heard but oh, never okay. mind okay. never mind okay. um, uh, yeah uh, but yeah no, I, I, yeah, I, I get annoyed when people don't take the time to name something properly hmm. you know because it's such a it's it's such an honor to be able to name something you yeah, know especially something that you're proud of you think you put the effort yeah, into actually yeah. titling it properly and I, <laughs> I, 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 I do that like I do I do give things names uh, as if they're like you, like I wouldn't call it oh, I, oh baby I love you because that's the main lyric in the song hmm you want to give the song like it gives the song sentience when you, when you when you name it like you'd name a child or a dog yeah, or yeah. you know a rock or something Um. And uh, it annoys me when, when it's like, that's one of my favorite parts. It's like, what's the name going to be? And then someone says something to you you're in, in a conversation and someone's like shouting on to you and then they say a sentence and you're just like the combination of the end of the last sentence they said and the start to put them to, in your head and you just go, <laughs> you know, and it just Yeah, I know works. exactly what you mean. Yeah. You're like, what did you say there? And then they're like, oh, that's perfect. Um, it also annoys me on, like when people have uh, like open a restaurant and the restaurant's called 
the 42 because it's number 42 yeah. or something or the corner because it's on the corner or something. A if you, are, are, you have the honour of naming a building <laughs> that thousands of people walk by every day and they have to see the 42 or fucking I don't know yeah like like end of the road or something. actually that's not too bad but like it's, it's a bit like, more it's I, a little bit more creative than the 42 but it's still not fucking creative I saw a news agent called Shop and I was just like, that is so lazy, but I kind of like the balls. I, I like, like the balls I just, I just bit, yeah. call it shop. Not is there a shop around here? Shop. There <laughs> shop. it is. Yeah. It's the one and only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think when, like, when, you know, obviously if, if, if everything had a romantic name, it would be a, a bit much to take in. But yeah, I just, I just think if you've got the honor of naming a building or naming a song or something that's immortal, mm. you know. Uh, give it a fucking good name. No, I agree with you. It's funny that you call these quick fire questions. Yeah, we've already got through. We've already got through one. <laughs> I thought we have two. No. Well, the, well, the, it was what the fir- what was the first and last uh, uh, album that you bought? That's, okay, that's it. Right. Well, we'll do, we'll just do we'll do we'll do two. I always finish off with one question, but I'll do one more. Well, well, we'll keep do, going. Okay, we'll do. Okay, yeah. the next one is if you were to collab with anybody, who would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Did it have to be Irish or anyone? Anybody. Alive or well, no, just alive. We'll just do just alive because if we just do alive and dead, it could be going on for years. So, do you mean? Do you mean like have someone play? They could play with you. They or, could do a duet with you. They could do anything with you at all. Let me see. Um, you can cut out the silence that I'm, that I, that, I, that, I, that I might write, take yeah, yeah. because I might have a think. <laughs> I might have a think about that. Um, I uh, um, that's a very good question. Uh, let me see. All right, so I'll think of like a drummer first. Um. Uh, no, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Change your mind John very Martin. Quickly. He's dead, but like. John Martin was like I think John Martin's fucking awesome and like he 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 just had such an incredible incredible appreciation for melody and and uh, uh, structure and the way he built his songs and uh, the way he used his voice instrumentally as well as um, as well as lyrically. Um, I think I'd have I think I'd have I'd have had fucking great crack with him um, writing writing a tune. Um, uh, um let me see. Uh in terms of people who are around now, um I don't really like many people. Uh I, no, there's 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 plenty of good bands. Um I really like Pine Grove, but they did their own thing. I wouldn't I don't think I'd work well with them. Um I uh flip um who am I going to see soon? I sure guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be a that would be an interesting pairing. One of the members from Shmoshuga. Shmoshuga, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thomas, what's his name? Singer? Thomas Hockey. Yeah. Well, he's he's a drummer. Oh, he's a, oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Jens Lehman. No, that's a fucking goalkeeper. Jens something <laughs> other. Um. Uh. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me see. So John John Martin. Um. John Lennon. Uh. I can't fucking think of who's alive now. Um, do I like? Do I like? Maybe, maybe like, maybe like fucking Howard Shore or something like that. Like the guy who composed the fucking stuff for Lord of the Rings. 
think that would be, be epic. Cool. Well, you you do have like kind of a lot of orchestral yeah, stuff yeah. here, stuff, so that yeah. would be yeah. Um, Philip Glass, um, he's my favorite piano player. Well, one of my favorite piano players, Patrick Watson. Who's Patrick? Watson? Patrick Watson. He's a Canadian musician. Um, he 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 sings that song that's that's in fucking loads of uh, uh, ads for like homeware stores and shit. Okay. And it's got that banner, 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 banner. You know if you heard. Oh, it. Okay, yeah. But he's got some beautiful albums, and he's got some he's got some good ideas. Um, him. Uh, what are some as well? Like, yeah, I I don't know. Like I, I the thing is like I'll I know I'll think of something in an hour's time. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was, that <laughs> always the way. Answer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm look. I'm happy with Fergenville, to be honest. I'm very happy with them, and uh, I, 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 have never felt the need to, to, uh, to like, like I, I'm working with them because they're the ones they're that the I, one, yeah, I want to yeah. work with, you know, um, and I, maybe some, some point down the line, something might come up. Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe like you know, like I, 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 I like having a female voice on, uh, on, you know. Because like I don't like when things get too male vocally, and um, so like like I had my 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 cousin Aoife, who's actually putting out a single in a few weeks uh, that I helped her produce. Nice. And um, I had her on Jupe, which was one of the songs that I released in my solo career. Um, and it's just a you know a beautiful texture to have and adds um adds a nice femininity to the songs, which is often, you know, I mean I actually you know I think there's some. I'm gonna shut up now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I, I, so, so in short, I don't know, uh, but maybe John Martin okay. um, and Howard Shore. Howard, Howard Shore. Uh, hang on, let me think of one more possibility. Uh, what's her fucking name? Um, you know what? You know who's really cool. Big Pig is really cool, and she's <laughs> Irish. I don't know Pig Big. Big, big Pig. Large, <laughs> <Big> pig. <laughs> large creature. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Big Pig's really good. I like I like her song, and yeah, we both released out. a song called "Oh No" last year. Um, both with the the words together as well. No. Oh, okay. No. I was like, that uh, would be very odd. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's great, and oh, Julia Jacqueline. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Julia Jacqueline. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. So the next question is: uh, If you could change anything about the Irish music scene, what would you change? Uh, promoters mm. <laughs> um, uh, well there's a lot that needs to change you know but it's 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 interesting because where we were going a few years ago um, before the event happened was bustling you know there was, there yeah, was yeah. music everywhere and I'm not saying there's not now but well, it it's interesting like every fucking day you could yeah, one, yeah yeah but it's interesting to see where we are now in terms of what people listen to after two years of, you know, solitude and peace. And, yeah, you yeah. know, um, you know, and everything was going towards the the punk revival. Um, and I'd be interested to find out what people, you know, because like, is Dublin falling back into that now or is something new happening because mm. of what the world has been through? And generally in times of change, art changes alongside it yeah um and i'm not sure if it would be unfair for the weight that was or, or the um the visibility that was on punk at the time to be taken away because of the change in the world circumstance but i'm definitely seeing um because 
of the nature of the way punk is written a lot of the time people having more time to write over the pandemic has made everything that I've, like, I've listened to by bands that I like contemporaries in, in Dublin and in Ireland has been fucking fantastic. Like mm. Thumper's album is amazing. Yeah, I haven't yet to listen to it annoyingly it's, enough and I need to great. get great. The last, the last three songs on it are a fucking triumph. Um, it's got some of the best riffs I've ever heard. And, and um, you know, you can hear that people went through something and put, you know, put time their and effort, put, into, put time yeah. and effort into stuff. And I'd like to, I'd like to see more, you know, I'd like to see that um, there's more of a depth to what people are, are doing now. Now, that's not to say, that's not anything to say about the scene. Uh, in terms of the scene in Dublin, I'd like, I'd like uh, some of the smaller venues to have lighting rigs, which would be good. Um, <laughs> uh, exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, musicians need to be paid. Um bars and venues um often make a lot of money from like there's not as much overheads in bars and restaurants um to the point that they definitely will be able to pay artists more um and uh what would i like to see i think you can always have more venues you can always have, everything's happening work we don't have that much venues here like yeah it's, it's workman's and shenay seems to be the only i'd like i'd like i'd like it if there's, there's certain areas yeah. of town that need that can do with a venue you know could yeah. could, could do with a reason for um mus- musicians and artists and, and people who, who like um music and art to be in that area i think like there's a whole you know like parts of the north side like it'd be great to have a good venue and Fibsborough, it'd be great to have a good venue and like Fairview Park is being used as a as a thing now, like as a concert venue now, which is mm. which I think is is great because it's a really Dublin area town. And but there's areas that that could do, I, we could always have more venues because like the Workman's is take the Workman's is taking the brunt yeah, of like everything. Centered in the city, yeah. and it it makes it makes you know you see a post every day. Oh, such and such a band are playing Workman's, mm. Workman's, 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 and you know I'm not sure how game they are with people putting their own spin on the venue, but it'd be great to have a bit more variation in where people are playing yeah um and obviously you know like the the, the bar industry has been hit pretty hard i know i just said that they should be paying people more but like it is it is fair enough because sometimes because it has been hit pretty hard in the last few years um but it'd be nice to see a bit more variation in in um in where people can play um and yeah more lights um but yeah more very like i'd like i'd like to see a few more venues um yeah good answer <laughs> uh so um we've gone over what people can expect from you in the next year uh but mm. the i can't wait for that album man i really can't oh, cool. yeah, i can't yeah. wait for it um let's see oh who do you th- cons- who would you consider one of the most underrated musician or bands out there mm. um <clears throat> i think i i think the drummer from pine grove is amazing and i think the way they record their music is stunning because they record it in a live sense and they've got some beautiful tech uh, tempo drops and stuff and they tempo them after recordings as well or they're just really really tight and i think they're incredible in the subtlety that they have hmm. um and the way their music breathes breathes um <laughs> i think they're fantastic uh there's a lot of you know there's a lot of irish musicians that i know personally that are underrated by 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 virtue of the fact that they just they just can't get anyone. Yeah, you yeah. know, like um, 
you know, like and like all the most underrated mu- musicians in the world are people who haven't been heard. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know, they're people who, and that's the thing, and that's that's the thing about this as a vocation and as a life is that it might, it might might never happen. You know, you might not get to a point, you and get, you have to be happy with you get that. Famous way after you're dead as well. Or, as or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, so like the the like who I think would be the most underrated musician in the world would be friends of mine who I think are absolutely amazing and yeah. no and, and no one knows about them but in, in a more universal sort of uh, popular stance I'd say Pine Grove are starting to get more successful now and um, and that's good uh, again Patrick Watson very underrated musician he could have been like I, I thought he, he I always thought he should have been much bigger than he was um, um, Elenkis incredibly I, underrated I have, I'm going to have to go listen to all their stuff now and yeah, actually how they, do you spell it by the way I-L-E-N-K-U-S okay. yeah uh, it's 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 a sort of play on the word elenchus or elenchus which is means like a sort of I think it's a sort of like non-violent um, alternative to to, right, to okay. something um, <clears throat> they're an incredibly underrated they should they should be one of the most list- they, they should be everywhere in the metal community like um, <clears throat> um, is there anyone else I think uh, that's the thing because people who are underrated you generally don't get to hear them um, <laughs> uh, I'll leave it at that right and then the final I always end with this question is yeah. what do you enjoy most about making the art that you make it's a big question to jump on you at the end of a podcast <laughs> I think it's how it makes me feel yeah you know um and in moments like what I was talking about earlier when my friend passed and it naturally came out and it, it was there for me at that time, you know, um, and seeing that it, it is a natural thing and it is organic and it, 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 it comes to help you. It's 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 a companion when you need it. Um, rather than just being a product. Um, or anything commercial it's 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 more than that it is a friend and it is a companion like at least you'd read that and you know you'd want to vomit down your jumper but <laughs> um it, it is true and like I, I i i it was a real revelation for me this year um i've always had a had a deep deep um relationship with music for since i was nine years old and um Yeah, I think I think the, the most the, the the what was the question again? What's the thing? What's yeah? What's do you find most enjoyable about it? Yeah, well, well, uh, enjoyable. Um, yeah. So like, like I do think that like the, the the fact that it can provide comfort and it's that that's that's amazing. Um. I think being able to. Being able to, you know, um, shade the way you're feeling with, you know, with, with, with the way you write as well. And you don't you don't completely have to put everything out there in your lyrics. You don't have to completely put it out there. It, 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 no matter what, whatever you want to say in the song, whatever you put in the lyrics, what you're not thinking of is it's still all coming out in what you're playing if you're a guitar player. It's yeah. all coming out in your guitar because... What you're playing, if you if you're if if you're if you're feeling a certain way or, or feeling turbulent about something, you're not going to be fucking going do 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 do. It's not going to work like yeah. that. And like you know, there's a, there's 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 a lot to be said about, you know, you know, oh, this guy, you know, 
like such an emotive player or whatever but it is true because like you do play your emotions yeah. like you, you 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 can't contradict that and i think it's the fact that it's a direct line into your into your soul no i agree with you like you, you're basically just if you're not into it yourself you're basically just doing a cover of your something you've wrote absolutely you, yeah yeah like like that's the thing like and and for for people who write music like you're fucking speed bombing your 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 heart <laughs> like that's <laughs> into people's faces yeah, yeah. like that's the like when you get up and play your songs in front of a, a room full of people or with two people in it mm. you're fucking bleeding in front of them like you know and i think that's 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 a really fucking good thing to be able to do yeah yeah well we'll leave it there um man that's been fantastic thank you so much for having <laughs> yeah. me on yeah it's been class man. well really, i hope really you enjoyed class. it and i wish I you all the best with the time. album yeah hey doing the goodbyes this yeah hey yeah we'll leave it there <laughs> thanks dude <laughs>enjoyed that episode and would like to listen to more please feel free to hit that subscribe button it would greatly help me out a lot and very much appreciate it and make sure to check out mimic by their debut gig in shanae on may 7th it's sure to be a fantastic gig i can't wait for it and uh, thanks very much for listening goodbye